0: We're going live okay we'll be live <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, hi everyone um, Hi. we're gonna we're doing the news we're um, doing the news baby we're doing the news we're gonna be covering uh, news on atheism secularism religion and some maybe some political stuff some culture but mostly religion mostly religion And you have to like the video. We're here spending time with you. Like, going like Susanna is going around researching the news, analyzing it, researching it, spending time on it. And you're getting it for free. I mean, most of you, some of you are actually supporting us on Patreon. So, thank you so much for that. If you do want to support us financially, link in the description. But the vast majority of you are getting this service for free. So you might as well just like the video as a thank you. You know it helps. You know you don't have to support us financially. You don't. You can, but you don't have to. But just the like, which doesn't cost you anything other than half a second, will help our channel grow. You're already supporting us with just a like. So make sure you do like the video right now. Okay, cool. Um, yes. Music especially if yeah.
1: you can't afford to help us financially. Um, yes. It actually does help us a lot just to like the channel because we do talk about controversial things that are worth talking about. But um, YouTube has an issue with it because they are a bunch of yeah. babies.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, over the AGA thing, over the on audio. Good, thank you, AGA. Nailed it. Sometimes, <laughs> nailed it. sometimes I forget to add the over. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so. Enough with the fluff. We should get into the news. Oh, hi.
1: Hola.
0: All right. Can we uh, clap for the first news? Um, yeah. First news.
1: First news. Mother Teresa Charity investigated for, quote-unquote, forced conversions. Recently, Indian police have started investigating a charity known as Missionaries of Charity, which was started by the notorious Mother Teresa. According to the authorities in the western state of Juggerat, uh, Va- Vadodara City, the police are inquiring whether the Missionaries of Charity forced the girls in its shelter home to wear crucifix necklaces and read the Bible. Uh, Mayank Vedi, a Vadodara district school officer, social officer, stated that his complaint to the police was based on a report by child welfare authorities and other district officials. The missionaries of charity denied the allegations. This investigation comes amidst an environment of increasing anti-Christian violence in India. Al Jazeera cited activists who say that there have been more than 300 anti-Christian incidents in 2021 alone. So I thought that this would be a very interesting story to cover because Mother Teresa is a very controversial figure and her legacy is controversial. And I don't know, I think it's interesting to consider how um, how to talk about these sorts of things. How to acknowledge and um, be honest about the shady stuff or bad things that her, um, missions or charity have, has done or that she personally did. But then also how do you take into account the, um, very tense and heated social situation that's going on in India where there is a lot of just blatant anti-Christian bigotry that's happening and violence against Christians. It's, it's a complicated issue. Like, Armin, when you hear this, what's your first, what's your first thought?
0: First of all, I'm very glad to know, to see that most of our live chat knows and is aware of how bad Mother Teresa was. Mother Teresa was a monster. If, like, people don't, people who don't know this. Yeah, like, describe it
1: for people who don't know.
0: Like, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time here, but she was obsessed with pain. Like, she wanted people to be in misery. Like, she didn't want to cure people. She wanted to use their pain and misery to bring them to Christ. And if, like, she thought that it was a good thing for people to be in pain. And, and she, I mean, it's is it horrible. And she, she used her, like, she wasn't helping people, <laughs> she was making them worse. <laughs> but, and at the same time, becoming world famous for it. Like, I don't know. I think, like, you could go read what <clears throat> Christopher Hitchens, he, Is the main person that highlighted how horrible of a person Mother Teresa was, so it's uh, I mean it's kind of fitting that a charity after named after her is continuing to, um, you know, you know keep her legacy as as true to her name and everything. However, yeah, I'm this is an issue. Like, how do you bring attention to this while not contributing? to anti-christian discrimination in india like how do you do that like are we being irresponsible by highlighting this with the with given attention to the situation in india like i mean this is true this is the news and then at the same time like i mean people have this collectivist mindset and they want to punish people who, who just happen to be christian uh, even though they are, they're not be associated with this at all. I guess the way to be responsible about reporting this is to just be like, hey, this is happening, this is bad, but you are also a monster if you just collectively want to hold any random Christian responsible uh, for these, you know, for stuff like this. Like, you, you know, I mean, I don't know how to address this because collectivism is such a... um such a big part of people's uh, you know dna like it's just how our our minds are broken to think like that so you can't just be like hey cut it out and just expect it for people to cut it out so are we like are we part of the problem by highlighting a story like this i don't know what to do what
1: well do you- i don't think so because the whole reason why we're talking about it is to discuss this contention you know like that we can have a nuanced conversation by saying, yes, this woman and her legacy is painful and bad, and so we're inclined to be skeptical towards organizations that she founded, right? But we can also say, hey, given the environment, this might not be entirely warranted, right? Like, the based on the reports that I was reading, um, it's not clear that there's substantive evidence against this actual organization. You know? Mm. Um, And so I wanted to talk about it so that we could have an honest conversation about this legacy and the influence of Christianity uh, that she brought specifically. But then also be like, well, I'm not too sure about this actual accusation.
0: But even if this accusation is completely true, I'm just, it, it still doesn't, like, you know, it still shouldn't, like, we shouldn't, I, we shouldn't be suggesting that the anti-Christian hatred would be justified, even if this is true. Do you know what I mean?
1: Did, no. did what I said sound like N-
0: that? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe if you're not, I don't know, maybe it could to some people, to idiots. But again, like, okay, so here's how how you can tell people, okay? Like, if they want to look at this, examples like this, even if it's true, okay? So, and be like, okay, then the Christians are asking for it or whatever, like it would, and talk about Christians as if they're all just one unanimous group and, you know, Homogeneous group of people that are that should be hated or whatever you can tell like you, you, the way you could tell them that this uh, that's unfair is by reminding them that they have people in their group that do things that are that they condemn right like many hindus and even hindutva We'll be like, okay, well, that person was like a – like you you see some act, – actually, a lot of time they justify it. But I'm hoping most of the time they don't justify um, a lot of the worst things they do. Like, for example, I don't know, like cow vigilantes when they go and attack Muslims for slaughtering cows or whatever or selling cows or whatever, right? there are a lot of Hindutva who come and say like, well, that's not okay, I guess. Like maybe we shouldn't be going that far, right? And that doesn't say like, it's just because some people do it that you can't be like, all of Hindutva is like this, right? Um, And we're like, okay, well, there you go. (laughs) Like if you want to use that as a, if you want to say that, you know, some Hindutva doing something doesn't mean that we're all responsible it, it, the, that all, every single Hindu or Hindu is like a cow vigilante or like extremist, then use the same logic towards towards the let me just remove this troll from the live chat. Anyway, you know, you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I huh? wanted to give a little bit more information about the actual accusations here. So um, there was a first information reporter or FIR that was registered. And um, it was filed by um, the district social defense officer who visited the shelter. And then um, and he, when he did this, he was accompanied by the district's um, child welfare committee chairman. And the complaint claims that they found the girls being forced to read Christian religious texts at the shelter and that similar activities were being conducted with the quote intention of steering them into Christianity. Interestingly enough, The organization has been booked under Section 295A of the Indian Penal Code. And for those who are paying attention, you will know that that is India's equivalent of the blasphemy law. And they've also been booked under 298, which is deliberately uttering words to wound the religious feelings of another. Um, They say between... February 10th and December 9th of this year, the institution has been involved in activities to hurt the religious sentiments of the Hindus intentionally and with bitterness. The girls inside the home for girls are being lured to adopt Christianity by making them wear the cross around their neck and also placing the Bible on the table of the storeroom used by the girls in order to compel them to read the Bible. This is an attempted crime to force religious conversion upon the girls. Wait, how's that um,
0: forced?
1: Well, exactly. And the description of it is so weird. So it's like you have a Bible on a table in like a storage room, and that's being compelled to read the Bible. It doesn't make sense to me at all. (laughs) But
0: (laughs) Okay, Okay, so this is not even forced conversion. These people are just making stuff up, right?
1: Well, and what's interesting is that the shelter, in response, they contend that, quote, the organizations, pra- the, the, ch- the girls in the organization at the shelter, quote, practice as they see us doing the same when we pray and leave. We we'll pray and live. So they're saying, like, we pray and live. And then the girls see us do it this way. And then they kind of copy us, which is very normal for children. But it's hey, also kind of in-
0: So these people are just like, okay, okay. So this is kind of like a... um love jihad situation isn't it like people are making actively making decisions to be like this is just my choice they're like no you have no agency you've been brainwashed and forced into marrying this muslim uh, and now like this is like maybe we have some examples of forced conversion but I'm, what I'm assuming is that they exaggerate it and now everybody just like being influenced by any christian messaging all of a sudden i mean technically children See, children. that's where
1: it gets—that's where it gets tricky.
0: Yeah, I mean, but these people don't think. I, I mean, uh, okay. What do you I mean, mean these, people... these people? No, okay, no, no. I'm, well, talking, I'm talking about religious people. Religious people are not like making our arguments that oh, children should never be exposed to religion at all. Like, it's not like they're coming from that perspective, looking at it from that perspective, right? Um. Okay. Like, they're not coming from this enlightenment position, enlightened position that, oh, yeah, kids, it's brainwashing to expose, to to sell re- religion to kids at, overall, you know? Given that they don't have that, I don't think they have that perspective. I think, like, they're exaggerating how forced this, the nature of this is. Like, I mean, are they going to assume that, you know, Muslims and Christians are being forced into Hinduism with all this? hindu symbolism all over india like is that forced conversion as well
1: like no, you can't have they a- would just say that that's part of their civilizational identity
0: well i mean that's part of also christianity and islam is part of their civilizational identity as well i mean i don't know it just, just makes no sense well look at some here
1: well there was one thing i wanted to say you know this is really interesting for me to consider because i was someone who was raised in Catholic schools my entire life. I have friends who went to Catholic school in India. And when you go to Catholic school, in my experience, you are exposed to Christian and Catholic texts. It's part of your curriculum. It's part of your rubric of what you have to learn. So in America, that's what's understood when you are embarking on going to a private school to get like if you go to a private religious school this is just part of the package right like we wouldn't conceptualize that as a forced conversion but it's interesting for me to think about um how a a setup or a system like that comes into contention with these anti-conversion laws or sentiment in india like um And I would, it's very clear if you know anything about Catholicism or specifically the Jesuit tradition that they explicitly say that bringing education to people is essentially one of their tools to bring people to Christ. Now, usually they couch it by saying that it's through teaching people, they'll help them, you know, have a better quality of life, but As you being their teacher, you will also, you're supposed to be imbuing in embodying characteristics of Christ and embodying his message in the way that you carry yourself, and that this will inspire people to be curious and to embark upon you know gaining the salvation through Christ. So I also can't lie and pretend like that's not um a a dynamic. Of what's going on here. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, but I think the best, like as F- uh Fadi, is mentioning in live chat. The name for that is indoctrination, not forced conversion. I think, yes. So here, yes. So we as atheists do have a problem with kids being exposed to religion, but I was like, forced conversion is not the right terminology here. So but what's in yeah, that's what we call it. It's indoctrination. Because just because like You see Bibles and you're exposed to religious material. You can't just call that forced conversion. That is what is. That's why we have an issue with it. There's nothing forced here, right? So I think that's the best. Okay, let's read some live chat comments that I start. Um, Yeah,
1: secular rarity is saying I understand the caution, Armin. I think by pointing out the hesitation to instantly condemn this with no context goes a long way in showing you are not for the anti-Christian hatred and violence.
0: Um, for not for the anti-christian hatred for violence yeah but no 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 i don't agree with this because you this suggests that if i was condemning it then i would be for anti-christian hatred and violence right so there's two different things first of all we're skeptical about this being um a a forced conversion or not right but then the second part is even if it was a case of forced conversion, that would still not justify any anti-Christian yes. hatred or violence, right? Like, yeah, like, let's, let's, there's two levels here, okay? So there's that. Um, there, here's another one.
1: Um, liberal Bengali Hindu is saying anti-Christian sentiment in India is not so extreme as anti-Muslim sentiments. What's the use of doing this? Okay, if you mean doing this in terms of us covering this story, well, one the (laughs) anti-Muslim sentiment is so extreme in India that, like, anything else pales in comparison. That doesn't mean it's not worth addressing, (laughs) too. Um, There is a... um, It's well-documented that the cases of anti-Christian violence in India is increasing, and it's increasing particularly within the past few years. So, yes, it's worth talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a... What aboutism, like... Do do things have to be the worst thing case for us to like? Does it have to be like if you want to talk like I don't understand this like if we want to talk about the the worst thing that then we can't do like live streams about anything. We should just all talk about climate change. And the possibility of AI taking over, and there's nothing else. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> nothing else worth talking about. <laughs> Pack <laughs> up and go
1: home, guys. It's <laughs> over. Like,
0: every live stream, everywhere on the planet, should be either about climate change or AI taking over. That's that's that. That's man, I
1: possible. thought this show was already depressing enough. Now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, let's go to this one.
1: Um, Fadi is saying how conversions are forced to Christianity. I mean, unlike Islam, new Christian converts can simply revert the moment they are out the door.
0: Yeah, there's nothing uh, forced here. I yeah. mean, it's, 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 indoctrination. That's what it is. Okay. It's nothing. Nobody's being forced. Okay. There's no penalties for you not to come. Based
1: on our understanding. No one's being. Yeah. Forced. Based
0: on, yeah. No one's.
1: And Hindutva Susanna is saying, why do Christians want us to convert in the first place? It's a demographic engineering for political gains. Okay. So, um Wow. Okay, the so you don't understand how Christianity <laughs> works. Um, Hindutva Susanna, I would like to explain to you that Christians feel compelled to convert people to Christianity because they believe that through accepting Jesus Christ, they will that, that person will achieve salvation and be saved from hell. Now you could talk about the impact, or you know, um, uh, for lack of a better term, goals of Christianity as a concept, or like uh, on on a large scale, right? But as individuals, Christians who who are like they most of the time they just genuinely believe that they want what's best for other people, and they think that this is what's best for other people. Now we obviously disagree. Um
0: like- I mean I mean they, they technically I mean that's technically uh the reason and but how honest people are about it like the Christians are different. Like here's the thing, here's I have a problem. With. Why do Christians want us to co- want us to convert? Uh, you have too many asses in your state in your sentence, Hindutva Susanna. Why do Christians want to convert us in the in the first place? Christians are not one group like they're not mm-hmm. they all the same depends on the christian okay arguably it should be because they care about your eternal soul okay that's what's on paper but individually you can't make a general statement about all christians one christian is different from another like how could you how could you even ask a question like that? how could you even want, think about an entire group of people like that okay and then say it's demographic engineering for political games. Look how stupid your claim is. You're making a judgment on an entire like the most popular the most the largest uh, religion in the world and you're coming up with a judgment for all of them at the same time. Like you're dumb. Okay? You are this is a dumb statement. Okay? And another thing, the level of self-awareness when coming from Hindu <laughs> like they're doing this for demographic engineering like look in the mirror, <laughs> look in the goddamn mirror. But it's like, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, what if I, I looked look, in the mirror I and it's Hindutva heard. Susie looking back?
0: And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh Hindutva god. is defined as more of a political ideology than a religious one. Anyway, like it's like it's designed to be. A de- oh my god, Anyways, I don't want to go further. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, you know, like it's. E- it's, it's even more fair to generalize the, the goal for Hindutva than it is for Christians, right? Because, like Islam, Hindutva is a political ideal, it's inherently more political. Like, I, I understand that Christianity is also political in some senses, and Hinduism has a lot of politics in it as well. But, being so, like, when it comes to being very politically centered and making the ideology um have a very like the political goals of the ideology being front and center bring front and center you don't get that with the hinduism or christianity you get that with Islam and Hindutva okay so these having these goals um yeah Hindutva, look at look in the mirror so anyways here's another one and then we have to move on soon
1: Katie is saying my school had us go to the chapel every day and also pray our father and gave us copies of the New Testament. As much as I hate religion and education, is it forced conversion now?
0: Mm. I mean, KD is an atheist, so I guess it was. If it was forced, then how is he <laughs> an atheist? <laughs> right. so, like it? I mean, like this. Like somebody saying, "Not forced." LOL. We'll give you food if you come to church. No church? Okay, good luck. Um, so they're giving out food to poor people. So, I mean, you're, is that like, is that? But here's the thing <laughs> they're
1: saying that there is a form of religious compulsion in the distribution of these services. Now, I mean, and technically, it'd be stupid to ask to... like forced conversion didn't happen in Christian history, obviously. Like, just check out the Spanish missions in California. But while I think it's completely unethical, let me be clear I think it's completely yeah. unethical to have a religious compulsion in the distribution of services. Just saying you have to go to church and, like, listen to a liturgy, that's not actually making you a Christian. Like, they're not baptizing you, they're not giving first reconciliation and then first communion, right? Or they're not doing the full catechism. Well, that's for Catholics. How could you
0: force anybody to become a Christian? You could literally just go there and do a prayer and get the food and get out and be like, psych.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I'm okay. Christ- First diversions <laughs> definitely did happen in Christianity, obviously.
0: Okay, yes, but this is not. Yes, exactly. This is not an example of it. People used to be burned alive. <laughs> I mean, I'm not endorsing this. If you want to help poor people, just give them food. You don't have to make a. You don't have to. Don't make them go through prayers and stuff. Like, I mean, technically, it's, technically, it's better than nothing. It's better than not giving them food, right? It's not like they had. It's not like if you didn't do this, they would have food automatically, right? Um, I mean, if this is, I mean, I guess it, I guess they would have food if this is tax exempt and these people are not paying their fair share of taxes, and this could have gone to a government service that would not be religious, not be conditioned on religion. So yeah, it is harmful. We don't want to endorse it, but it's, it's not forced conversion. It's bad for other reasons. Just because we say it's not forced conversion, that doesn't mean it's good. It is bad, but for other reasons, um, you can't, you know, you can't like make people like. Can you force somebody to believe two plus two is five? Like, try it. Can you force yourself to believe two plus two is five?
1: It's impossible. There's some wild it, postmodernists out there who really get into that.
0: No, but they're not forced into it, they're, <laughs> exactly. they're, they're volunteering. You can never force anybody
1: to believe anything, it's impossible. It's like,
0: yeah, anyways, that's
1: this one. Um. Secularity say no. I was saying that giving context is a way that shows that you are against the violence, not the condemnation. Yeah, I i, yeah. Under, I understood what you meant. And then, interestingly enough, secularity is saying the Mormons in Utah offer social services, but but they require that people join the temple before giving them services. God damn, how are they tax exempt? That's so crazy. Like. Don't even get me started on my opinions on Catholic NGOs and how they operate in Africa, for example. It's horrendous, okay? Mm. Like in our American taxpayer dollars goes towards uh, like organizations like that. So I don't want people to think that I'm um, totally fine with this construction. Um, I, I have so many issues with it. Um, yeah, I think that'd be an interesting conversation like topic to have a larger conversation about sometime. Yeah, because it's so complex I, I,
0: by the way I do want to ask uh, people who say that th- some of these examples are forced conversion to Christianity I want to ask them what would it look like if they were advocating for Christianity and were enforcing people like what Ooh. would it look like to them? because I'm assuming mm-hmm. these people any, any advocacy for people to become Christian I'm assuming a lot of these Hindutva, they would categorize all of it as forced conversion. So, like, show, tell me what it would be <laughs> like if you can't if you can't put a Bible in front of everybody, somebody to be like, "Oh, this is for co- co- forced conversion." Then, how is a Christian supposed to invite you to Christianity without it being forced? Like, I, I know, think
1: which, a better uh, term would be like incentivized conversion. And indoctr- I do think... if that-
0: it's children indoctrination. Say indoctrination. But no, but on.
1: let's say that it's adults for receiving services, like incentivized. Um, conversion like i think that's unethical and that has Mm. happened particularly in the indian subcontinent historically
0: right this is a good comment
1: um katie is saying meanwhile many hindu politicians do want schools to teach the vedas and the gitas so students can learn quote true indian values oh geez
0: okay this is forced (laughs) because you have this is forced indoctrination no, well i mean this is actually technically also forced because you don't have to go to the church you could be like you know what shove your food up your what whatever but school you can't you can't avoid going to school right so anyways um all right can we clap for the next news
1: yeah this is pretty hilarious <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. uh, next news
1: next news Italian Catholic bishop tells children that Santa isn't real. <laughs> no. And I mean, boy, did it, it became a problem. I, I, uh, in I, I, Italy, on December 9th, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Noto issued an apology for Bishop Antonio Sagliano's comment regarding Santa Claus not being real after facing outrage from angry parents. On on St. Nicholas's Day, Stagliano told children at a festival where he was speaking that Santa doesn't exist. He also added that the red color of the suit that Santa wears was chosen by the Coca-Cola company exclusively for advertising purposes. Reverend Alessandro Paolino, the Diocese of Noto's communications director, explained via Facebook that the bishop's, quote, intentions were quite different. Stagliano explained to a local news outlet in Italy that he had intended to help the children, "quote, distinguish what is real from what is not." Oh clearly my God, missing that... the irony that is apparent to non-believers. <laughs> he emphasized that he wished to highlight the true meaning of Christmas in contrast to the modern commercialization that took away the holiday spirit.
0: <laughs> I, I mean. The irony is so so obvious that I don't even know if we need to point it out. Like, yeah, I can see the, the live chat is already pointing it out. Like, it's such an low hanging fruit. I don't even know. Like, oh my god. Like, I you, you, do you need do you need evidence? Do you need evidence? Is it is the lack of evidence something that you have an issue with? Um. By the way, I. What do you think? By the way, do you think like? Pe- I mean, as do you if th- I, was do I parent... think Santa's real, no, I think. <laughs> do you think parents yes. should tell, <laughs> like, yeah, I, if I was a parent, I would be telling my kids that, um, right away that Santa is not real, but this is, but it's fun to play pretend, right? Like, we're playing pretend, yeah, let's pretend Santa is real. Like, I would do that to it, right? But I don't know, do you think, like, that's what I would do, but do you think, like, if if you're not the parent and somebody else tells your kid that's like a that's bad, right? Like that, that shouldn't um,
1: Yeah, unless that kid asks that other adult. You know, like mm. I if I had children, I don't think I would do Santa with them. Um I never understood like the some kids have a genuine like emotional connection, like a bond to Santa. And I never experienced that because I figured out that Santa wasn't real, like between the ages of four and six, like very early. Like I know children who believed in Santa until the age of ten, like that's very late. And when they finally found out, they were genuinely emotionally devastated over it. Like I don't think that's good. Oh yeah, I remember seeing my friend's sister like broken. (laughs) Like what age? That's good. Like late like 10
0: okay they're not very smart <laughs> <laughs> like by okay, age 10, right. by age 10 you can't tell like uh, like like how 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 could a ten year old like come on by 10 by 10 we were we were doing physics like you can't tell that a man cannot like visit that many kids in one night and fit through a chimney by age 10 you can't tell <laughs> <laughs> <What the>? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. like
1: damn Armin. Tis- twist the knife why don't you <laughs>
0: <laughs> like i would be like ashamed if that was my kid oh
1: my god i don't know like well and this is part of the problem like some families really go to great lengths to like maintain this tradition or this lie, <laughs> um, and I don't. I don't think it's good. So it was interesting. I think Apostate Prophet had an interesting post or like thread where he talked about how he told his kids who are like quite young that Santa isn't real, because he's like I, I, I just like didn't have the heart. Like why would I lie to them or something like that. But it's interesting for like atheists or skeptics to talk about that issue. Um, but what I also thought was funny was how angry the parents were. like that this mm. bishop did this. like they lost their shit. There was an international outrage. <laughs> like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and it also mm. speaks to this interesting contention that Christians have to deal with nowadays. And I this was a big thing in my family, like trying to actively, keep the commercialization and secularization really of Christmas at arm's length. And it like, no, this is Christmas. This is Christian. This is not about Santa. This is about Christ. This is about the gift of, of Christ's birth. Like let's be, put everyone claro. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, you know, and so that's what he was talking about in other um, excerpts from what he was saying um mm. like trying to talk about okay well even if we do believe in santa claus or saint nicolaus like it's supposed to be about his gift giving it's not supposed to be about the buying the receiving the getting 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 which is um mm. what mm. a lot of Christians. do you think do with you with think like
0: with. what do you think will cause more outrage a teacher telling kids that santa is not real or a teacher telling the kids that God is not real,
1: which would cause more outrage.
0: Yeah, from parents.
1: It di- in where in
0: United States, United States.
1: Where in the United States?
0: On <laughs> average, in the average of United States oh.
1: Um, I would say Santa. I would. I, say I think would God. Say. I think God. Hmm. Because like most parents know that they're going to have to tell their kids that Santa isn't real at some point. But if a teacher right. told their kids that God isn't real, that might actually, in in terms of averages, is likely against the beliefs of the parents. So they're like, oh, now you're insulting me as well. You're taking this away from me as well, not just my child.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think like maybe like some people would be more upset with Santa, even if they believe in god because they think like you can't you can't remove god from our family you're who are you like you can't do that Mm -hmm. right but like santa they know it's like they know that it's he's not real and they're like their kids has a limited time to enjoy it and they think like you took that away from them if you do that but they think like maybe god is not like you pathetic atheist. You can't take you can't you can't take God away from a kid. You know, and maybe they th- feel less threatened. I don't know, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Have um, you seen
1: religious people? That's Atheists why I are... said
0: average United States. Like I'm I'm assuming like I'm averaging Texas and California and everywhere else, you know, in your country. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's look at this comment. I want to address this. Uh-huh um, is
1: saying I take objection to Armin's statement. Someone can be an uh, innocent as a child, but they can do well later on in life. Uh, judging others is bad. Read Carl Dweck's mindset. Is, okay, so is, is you Mangum have a talking about you talk saying that the kid who believed in Santa Garrett Town was <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay, first of all, um, kid, yes, we have a when you say kid. You're, you're talking about a large group of people, right? When you say kid, we're talking about a three-year-old and a 10-year-old. They're both kids. But obviously the standards are extremely different when it comes to what your expectations are, okay? So there's that. So you can't just say like, oh, as a kid. Um, secondly, this is not a very smart comment. You're assuming somebody cannot, can be, I said they're dumb. I didn't say they're guilty. I said they're idiots. I said a 10-year-old who believes in Santa is a stupid 10-year-old
1: and you what didn't say anything about later on in life.
0: I, what does that got to do with them being innocent or not? Innocent, you could be dumb and innocent at the same time. Like, in fact, you could be, you're more likely to be innocent if you're dumb. Like, <laughs> because you, know, you have just, you could be like, I wasn't, I, I didn't cause harm on purpose. I was, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a dumbass. Like, I don't know what does, what does the innocent got to do with somebody being smart or not? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So. Fadi has an
1: interesting comment. He's saying, discovering that a fictional person is actually fictional can help train your mind to be more flexible to accept that other entities are also fictional. Exactly. Yeah, actually, I never... Well, I mean,
0: that's what you would think. But I don't understand how so many people believed in Santa and then they grew up realizing that their parents were lying to them. How is it that the vast majority of the planet, of, of Christians, don't be like wait a second
1: what if we what? went one step higher <laughs>
0: what wait they they are everybody told me that this thing is real and now i find it's a lie like why wouldn't they why wouldn't they question like hey what if the gods the, what if god is also a lie i mean they're pretty similar like they both have a list they have a naughty and the Good list and a bad list, and people get punished for doing bad things. And you're like, yeah, hey, this is very similar to the to Jesus. Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he looks like Zeus. He looks like he he looks like a traditional, um, you know, he. I mean, it's so similar. How could how could do people don't wonder? Like, even if they conclude like, okay, fine, maybe God is real. If how how does this not lead to more people, more teenagers wondering about? Okay, maybe God is alive. Why does that that not happen? It should happen.
1: You know what's interesting is I know some skeptics or atheists who actually have, like, do Santa with their children, specifically so that later when they're a little bit older, they can teach them how to be skeptical towards that kind of thing. They're like, okay, well, like, how do we... Because when the kids start going to them and asking, like, hey, is, is this real? And they're like, well, actually, let's figure out how we would maybe test if this is real. Like they use it as an exercise. So I thought that yeah, like, But I would never lie to my person. kids
0: because then, like, why would you ever trust me if I lied to you? You know what I mean? Like, if you were like, Yes, I was lying to you for like five years. Now this is reality. Oh, like, what is it? <laughs> like, you're, like, you're for, I don't know if you're a good source anymore for any information, given that you've been lying to me for for so many years. So that's why I would never lie to them. I would just be like, I wouldn't take the fun of Santa. I would show them how things don't have, fiction doesn't have to be real for us to be able to enjoy it. Like if I'm reading Harry Potter to my kids, I don't have to tell them that this stuff happened for us to enjoy it, right? So why can't we enjoy Santa without telling them that it's real? Like it's still fun. Like there's fun in fiction. Like I tell them like, just it doesn't have to be real for us to be able to pretend that it's real. Let's pretend like kids know how to play pretend. Kids, you know, kids, not all kids are dumb. Okay. So when ki- many kids, when they're acting like I'm a tiger now, like as a four year old is smart enough to know when, when she's playing like a tiger on a unicorn, she's not literally a unicorn. She understands the diff- that you could enjoy things by pretending. So given that they can understand that when they're playing pretend. Then why can't you do that with other things? Why can't you do that with Santa, anyways? Um, okay. I didn't expect me myself to get so worked up over this, but yeah, right. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Waff King. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, can we clap for the next news?
1: Yes, we can. Next news. Next news. United States calls for diplomatic boycott of Beijing Olympics, citing Uyghur genocide. On December 6th, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, announced that the United States government had imposed a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing 2022 Olympics. As a result, the Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2020 Winter Olympics or the Paralympic Games. Saki cited China's ongoing genocide against its Uyghur ethnic minority population and other crimes against humanity, adding that, quote, the United States diplomatic or official representation would treat these games as business as usual in the face of the People's Republic of China's or PRC's egregious human rights abuses and atrocities in Xinjiang. Not sending an official representation could, quote, send a clear message, she stated. Uh, Liu Pengyu, the spokesperson for Beijing's embassy in Washington, D.C., called the boycott, quote, a pretentious act and a political manipulation. Although no diplomatic or official representation will be sent, United States athletes can still travel and compete in the Winter Olympics. After the announcement from the United States, Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, Lithuania, and Kosovo have also joined the diplomatic boycott, again, citing human rights concerns.
0: So, you know the obvious reaction to this, right?
1: Right, like... Chinese diplomats acting like babies
0: so no no okay well you let me before I
1: am I paused or is it Armin let me check the stream Oh no, it's him! Shoot! Oh no, maybe his internet went out. Okay, well, I'll just continue talking about this until hopefully he comes back. Or music uh, <laughs> <laughs> guy saying, "Oh shoot! Oh, his internet definitely went out. If it just took his screen away." God damn it. Okay, give me a second, guys. I'm going to pull this up, um, the article up on my computer. Um, Sorry for the uh, break. <laughs> Armin really went bye-bye. Santa froze Armin. Um, do. Okay. Um, until Armin comes back, you guys are going to have to give me um, a little, oh, god damn it, a little bit of patience as I have to manage the screen sharing and all this stuff uh, by myself. We've got to multitask over here, friends. Okay. There we go. One moment. Okay. Um, I thought that this was very interesting and something worth talking about um, because, you know, a lot of people talk about the um, Olympics that happened under um, Yahtzee Germany. And when I'm saying Yahtzee, I mean the uh, bad people from World... Hey, he's back! Yes. <laughs> you should have seen my reaction. I was like... I'm like gaslighting myself. I'm like, is this, is it just me or is this really happening? <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? You were saying about the expected reaction and
0: no, I was going to say about like people talking about, uh, United States own human rights violations. Ah, what uh, about ism?
1: I- oh, shut the front door. He's frozen again. Okay, I'm just going to bring my screen back and I'm going to (laughs) talk. So, okay, I'm going to uh, uh, take a gander at or take a guess of what I reckon Armin was about to say. So I'm guessing that he was going to bring up how in the face of the United States doing a diplomatic boycott over China because of um, uh, genocide, people might feel like they would want to bring up how the United States participated in um, or the construction of the United States, uh, you know, came at the cost of genocide of its native people or uh, maybe other atrocities in foreign nations or foreign wars. And, you know, I don't know what he was going to say, but I think if someone gives that criticism, it's very important to point out that this is a genocide that's happening right now, right? And also, when they try to bring up the genocide of the Native Americans, like there was no a, a, like international Olympics at that point. I don't know what people are talking about. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. My connection is. I'm gonna probably get kicked out again at some point. Yeah, so I'm so just I'm- gonna
1: keep my screen up. But um, I was yeah. basically trying i was attempting to make your point for you saying if people try to bring up the sides that america has done they're basically just participating in whataboutism, and we're trying this is an effort to address something that's happening today yeah is that what you were gonna say
0: well no but that's actually a good point
1: that's oh cool
0: point. that's that's actually a better point than i would what i was gonna make so that there's, there's that um no but i was also gonna mention that even yeah let's it, even if it's true, this is still a good thing, Like, right? Yeah, like, we we promote um, holding China responsible for their human rights violations, and if there's another event that is trying to hold the United States responsible for its human rights violations, we'll support that as well, <laughs> right? Like, if, I don't know, if so, some other countries do something, like, boycott United States for their involvement in Yemen, for example, like, yeah, you go do that, fantastic, you know? So... Mm. who you know so whatever whatever as long as countries are facing consequences for their human rights violations we will support the act even even if it's being done by people who we don't support however i do have to mention that when it comes to united states united states just like china's government it's not one entity right uh and the current administration um is not responsible for the crimes that united states government has done, uh, committed before not all of them like biden is responsible for like um, iraq and some other things but if you want to judge the current administration not just by biden but the entirety of the biden's administration it is so far looking like they are doing a better relatively better job in caring about human rights not i mean i I know there are many examples that will say otherwise, right? It's
1: far from perfect.
0: Far from perfect. We actually covered some of the the drone strike, for example, in Kabul. That was horrendous. Mm -hmm. However, however, talking about drone strikes, um, they have been reduced significantly under Biden. Like, they are extremely less. Like, if you look, I, I was trying to bring up the graphs to show you. Um, because it just looks like it shows, like, Bush, Obama, and then Trump, it goes higher, and then Biden's, it just goes, like, it's invisible. Like, they like they have silently re- been removing strikes, airstrikes, right? Um, which is amazing. Like, that's something that they should be congratulated for. A lot of the, like, they pulled out of Afghanistan, people said they won't, and they did. The Yemen situation, they behind the scenes, they have actually pushed they have made a lot of um they have moved forward a lot faster than a lot of people anticipated in not supporting Saudi Arabia in the war in Yemen like not as fast as we w- would like them yeah but fast but much faster than a lot of people like the pressure is there again it's not perfect at all it's like it's actually still very horrible but relative to almost every president the the last four presidents before him Biden is seems to make care about human rights more than again rel- when i say relative this the bar is very low, but still it's it's still progress and things can change um fast and Biden could do something that would come and say like okay that's no um things have moved backwards now but so far by the biden administration is one of the best political entities units out there that could be used as holding governments like china responsible for the like they do have the moral standing r- relative to other um many other institutions like maybe not europe europe would be better but they don't have the p- political power uh, or the nah. willingness i mean france has been like af- for example also like united states led the way on this and a lot of countries followed
1: I, I was gonna. You know I that. just wanted to talk about that. Actually, I think it's quite significant. Yeah. Like, yeah, people so- want to act like these kinds of things have no meaning. First of all, China is extremely butt hurt over this. Like, they're like, they some of their politicians or spokespeople were literally like, "Well, you weren't invited, anyways." It's like, actually, yeah, that's how the Olympics works, numb nuts.
0: hurt. <laughs> they're so, so like, by like,
1: i saw this gif earlier today and it's like the laughing face it's a laughing crying except it has an angry expression and it's just repeatedly rotating and i was like oh my god that's like a chinese spokesperson <laughs> they're like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no like they're seriously like they're like children This It's CCP. I'm not talking about China. I'm talking about the CCP. Don't come at me with accusations of racism, okay? I'm specifically talking about CCP, okay?
1: Government officials.
0: They are, like, they are, you know,
1: I can't, like, I was,
0: like, I used to think, like, you know, many Muslims seem to be extremely sensitive and butthurt, okay? Like, I was, like, it can't get worse than this. And then I met Trump supporters. I'm, like, okay, never mind. It can't get worse than this, like the level of sensitivity when it comes to criticism. And then I met like many Hindutva. I was like, okay, never, no. Sorry, Maz, sorry, my community. Sorry, Trump supporters. You're not as sensitive as like Hindutva. Okay. This is it. This is the highest level of, you know, uh, the trigger alerts. Every trigger alert everywhere in the world just exploded once they, once the were notice that the gods could be drawn in, in sexy ways. Right. But then now I'm like looking at the CCP and I'm like, okay, even Hindutva doesn't have anything over the CCP. Like they actually, they are, they will crash their own economy if they have to, just to get back at Australia. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Australia, like, Oh, we need to investigate where this like disease comes from. Like we need to investigate more. I uh, like, we, we need your coal, but like we're gonna, and we're like having an energy shortage, but we're just gonna stop buying coal from Australia. And their city, like, lights are literally going out in their streets because they don't have enough coal, but they're so butthurt. Like, they're like, and like, people don't understand we're talking about billions of dollars of economic damage just because they're butthurt over what Australia said, right? Uh what do they call this? Call this wolf wolf warrior diplomacy, like something yes, like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And now over the like they like they're telling the world. So the United States said, like, we're not gonna go, and Germany and some other countries were like, Okay, we're not gonna go either because of United States. So good job in United States leading the way when it comes to making human rights an issue. Again, I'm not saying every United States does everything right, but when they do something right, we have to congratulate that. We have to see that. You can't just do a stick. You have to do the carrot as well when it comes to the politicians, right? You can't just be like always like, bad politician, bad politician. You also have to be like, oh, good politician. Good job, politician. You did a good thing. Here's the carrot. Okay, here's the treat, Um, right? So you have to recognize that. But now the CCP is responding with like, we weren't going to invite you anyways. Like, are you... Do you think we're idiots? Do you think the entire world is, like, stupid? You were, like... You, you were not going to invite the... Poli- like, it's the Olympics. When have you not... In- like, when you, have you not had the politicians from other countries? Like, of course you were going to invite them. Like, what... Like, <laughs> gonna, like it's like we we're, we weren't gonna invite you anyways. like, are you are you serious? Like, this is like a ten year old. This is like a, like a little girl at the party that like this like that the people don't show up for her for her birthday, and she was like, "Well, I wasn't gonna invite them anyway." Like, like like not being invited to the cool kid table. This is like so so pathetically childish. Like, are who would believe you? But go on. Yeah, sorry. I
1: think um it's really. That's really important to talk about how if anyone who thinks that they also accuse the US of, yeah, politicizing sports. The Olympics is exactly that. That is the construction of the Olympics. And anyone who tries to pretend otherwise is deluded. Yes, it is the preeminent platform to see spectacular sportsmanship and athleticism. Of course. And it's awesome. It's freaking awesome. But it is also how countries demonstrate their national pride and prowess on the global stage. It always has been. Why, like, So especially for the host cities and the host countries. Um, and so acting like this hasn't always been about politics is just ridiculous and um, so out of touch and ahistoric. Um, and I think it's also interesting to see how the United States really led the way on this. And as of like, it was a few days ago that, um, like last week it, all these other countries joined the diplomatic boycott. I think my, maybe even more have joined since then, like Australia, the UK, Canada, Lithuania, and Kosovo. And mm-hmm. so people who act like this has no, um, This is like just symbolic. This doesn't do anything. Well, Then why did, as soon as the United States did, all these other countries followed.
0: This has a huge effect. It has a huge
1: impact. And it's sending the message to China that we're not going to stand by and give this our seal of approval by sending our representation there. Because people, these countries don't want to face the criticism that the countries that participated in the... Olympics that happened under Yahtzee Germany, they don't, They like, how could you support this regime? You're implicitly endorsing and approving of this regime by attending and participating in this. They're trying to Put that at arm's length in this case, while still allowing the athletes who have dedicated their lives to honing these extremely specific skills and this mastery of their sport, still allowing them that opportunity, but trying to put the distance and saying our government is not going to participate in this in any way, shape or form, because if these accusations of genocide are in any way true, that's a black stain on us. We can't deal with that in the 21st century.
0: If it didn't matter, China wouldn't be spending billions and billions of dollars to whitewash its image globally. Like this is like insane for people who say this. These kind of things don't matter. Like your 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 international uh, political capital depends on the average view people citizens of each country have of your country. You know what I mean? Especially in more democratic countries, the way the way that you get to throw your weight around. Uh, into other countries politics will not be completely dependent on but somewhat correlated to how positively or negatively the average citizen views you, your government right So it ha- that's why and that's the reason why these countries like Saudi Arabia um, or China's government or even the Islamic Republic of Iran, well that's why they spend the money to go and trying to around the world trying to white- whitewash their image right? um
1: there are a few comments by gaysian american that i wanted to highlight um, yeah
0: i also started a couple of other ones as well if you want so to
1: gaysian american ones. also gaysian american can you please um translate for me what does wumao mean because i know that the like um basically ccp equivalent of an it cell they're called wumao and they are the most fragile but hurt little babies i've ever seen but that actually means something i'm trying to remember what it means so if you could help me out with that, that'd be super helpful. But um Gage in America is saying two genocidal countries holding each other accountable until no more genocides are left.
0: Okay, no, this is unfair, okay? A currently genocidal country versus a formal genocidal country. Right? Unite you know, so United States right now only supports other countries' genocides. United States doesn't it doesn't do its own genocide okay there is a difference and we do have
1: massive problems with that support like let's be clear we're not trying to minimize or diminish that
0: yes we're talking about Yemen specifically right yes so and also Biden's administration has been heavily heavily trying to reduce that support okay so that's a good thing but you can't look at these countries as if These countries today are the same as they were before. Okay? So there's that.
1: Um, The Asian American is also saying, talking about why they're so fragile, saying, I think it's because the CCP are not used to trolls due to government censorship. You know, that's actually a very interesting comment. I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the case. Like, they're just not used to getting it, like, super hard. Whereas in America, like, well i mean it, actually it's it's kind of it's really messed up this stuff that our politicians have to deal with not like dealing with criticism is a bad thing but i mean like we're at the point in our political discourse where it's like frequent death threats like that's not okay um but yeah that just complete fragility towards any anything negative is it's very exaggerated and extreme um when you start looking at how they react to things Oh, and then in response to Armin talking about the power outages in crashing your own economy to save face, um, he's saying the CCP is trying to spin the darkening cities as their commitment to carbon neutrality.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Oh, my. I don't know how seriously to take... I mean, I don't think it's like a binary, okay? Uh, A lot of times, like, China is going to run out of energy and they were like, well, we're just trying to switch away from carbon. But they are also making... They're also are actually investing into green energy and that should again that should be celebrated, you know that should also be they
1: well i mean at the what was it the what's that I'm conference hoping, called when overall we're, they have no interest in terms of like participating to the fullest extent that they should be in terms of lowering emissions like let's be clear. Well I mean
0: they do want to be leading I mean they do want to be a major investor in green technology i mean it does have political capital for them and economical interest for them if they are involved in it it's not binary it's not like they do exaggerate how committed they are to it they are not as committed to it as they say they are but it's not like they're not interested like and it, so it's not 100 but it's also not zero it's not like they're not interested in green technology and going off carbon at all it's not zero as well right so they do exaggerate their commitment but they are they are actually somewhat interested uh, and i again guys i do wish i genuinely <laughs> wish them well like it's not like we're against the ccp we do want china to prosper okay a bigger chinese economy is good not just for the chinese people it's good for the goddamn planet we just hope that china manages to do that maybe one day without the ccp but china growing and becoming more powerful it's not a it's not a bad thing we just wish ccp wasn't involved um okay next
1: Um, and AGA is saying, I worry that the athletes of these countries will suffer while in China.
0: No, it's not about, okay. It's, oh, while in China. Okay. So I I thought you were saying something that you're not. Some people are saying like, but the athletes want to go and they want to participate. Like some people are assuming that the United States is not sending the athletes, but they are sending the athletes, right? um so aj saying, i wonder if they would be suffer uh, you know i would yeah you, you're right that is a concern because i would think like no a government wouldn't be childish and stupid enough to f- punish them. like that would be such a bad pr for them that they mistreat the athletes because of their politician but then i remembered it's actually ccp so <laughs> they get butthurt hurt and they do stupid things well it'd be inter- I,
1: if okay if it's just the athletes attending and just like not saying anything I would be shocked if something happened to them simply because of their nationality but if they're doing interviews while in Beijing and being very vocal about specific human rights abuses that could get dicey like they should in theory be protected by the fact that they're not a citizen and that they're there in under international auspices right but mm. like I saw some um, people who cover China issues, like openly encouraging athletes to talk about these issues while being interviewed for the Olympics. I was like, that's an extremely risky thing to be telling people to do. Like, I feel like you have no right to, (laughs) to be encouraging people to be taking that risk. Um, and Asian American is saying Wu Mao means 50 cents. Oh, that's right. Because the, the Wu Mao are the 50 cent army, like because they're paid for um, just dogging people who criticize China online. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you for um, reminding me. And he also clarified that when he was referring to two genocidal, regi- genocidal countries, um, uh, holding each other accountable until there's no more genocide left. You saying, I'm referring to blood quantum and mass incarceration in private prisons in America. I will concede that it's far more piecemeal than the targeted approach of the CCP. No, you are yes. giving examples of
0: 1980. Yeah. Look, look at this one. The US lost its mind when Black Panther Party members protested the Star Spangled Banner in 1968. What does this got to do with Biden's administration? Like,
1: well, I mean, that so- did happen. Yeah, it but that, happen, that, but I mean, it, that's also partially because the, the Olympic policies itself, it's not just the United States. The Olympic policies itself prohibit that, those kinds of displays. Although that event has a very interesting history, which informs a lot of sports politics today. So that's its interesting okay. to think about.
0: Liberal Bengali Hindu, that's a very interesting point, but we're not going to highlight it for obvious reasons. <laughs> okay. Wait, now I have to like see it. what this
1: is yeah oh
0: geez uh, yeah. <laughs> okay okay uh, yeah okay good we got this one and all right cool we got this um let me just go here and then unhighlight the comment while i get mm-hmm. the next story thank you for picking up where i got disconnected
1: oh um, yes I- I got to carry it (laughs) now.
0: All right. Let me see. What's the next news? Can we clap for the next news? Oh, this is funny. Oh, my God. This This is is funny. So pathetic. All right. Uh,
1: Next news. Next news. Pope Francis speaks out against war on Christmas. Pope Francis, in an interview given on a recent flight from Greece, called a leaked internal document from the European Commission that advised staffers on the use of inclusive language, quote, anachronistic. The document, in question, advised the Commission staffers to, quote, avoid assuming that everyone is Christian. The Italian tabloid Il Giornale, uh, leaked the document in an article and accused the European Commission of, quote, canceling Christmas and, quote, attacking common sense. The document also received support for its efforts to make sure that everyone is valued and recognized regardless of their gender, racial or ethnic origin, religion, disability, age or sexual orientation, which also received a fair amount of backlash. According to the Pope, this document is a, quote, watered down approach to Christianity, adding that throughout history, many, many dictatorships have tried to do it. He warned not to open a way for ideological colonization. He said, quote, this will make the European Union fail, he cautioned.
0: The Catholic Church, (laughs) the Catholic Church is telling that the European Union will fail amazing um commission the european commission commission so i want to thank the pope for telling the world that making sure that everybody is valued is an attack on christianity (laughs) is attack on christmas i mean is that isn't that what he's saying like the leaked document they're saying like hey do not assume everyone's religion and make sure that everybody feels included and valued, no matter who they are. Make, some, make sure that people are, feel appreciated and part of society, whether whatever the religion or ethnicity or sexual orientation or gender identity is, make them feel valued. That is an attack on Christianity. That is, I agree with the Pope. I agree with the Pope that making sure people are valued is an attack on Christianity? yeah, completely endorse this message. it's
1: it's so funny to me because, um, so this is a document that the European Commission issued to its own staff, right? So this is an intern or it, or I think it was maybe a draft or something that was maybe going to be proposed, right? But this was supposed to be for its own employees. This isn't like for the people of Europe, right? This is for their inter- their own organization. And so it um, suggested that members of the commission avoid using the word Christmas. Instead, they should favor holidays. It also advised against using names that are typically from one religion, substituting Maria and John with Malika and Julio when referring to a hypothetical couple. Um, and then it also provided guidelines on how to address gender and sexual orientation, drawing criticisms from everyone from Vatican represent- representatives, far-right politicians, and then also the Pope. <laughs> and how then how, the European wait, wait, Commission, wait, even they apologized wait. and retracted this document. No.
0: Yeah, they're no. like, it's
1: a work in progress, and then they're, they're going to publish an updated version.
0: The updated version better say... Fuck the Pope. (laughs) 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 Merry Christmas. (laughs) Um, how, How pathetically weak and fragile your entire institution must be for you to feel attacked for people saying happy holidays and mind I remind you that nobody is stopping anybody for, say, for saying Merry Christmas. No, you could say Merry Christmas. You feel attack because some people are saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas while you still get to say Merry Christmas? Like, how are you being attacked? How, why are you so weak? Why are you so pathetic? I mean, this is good. Actually, actually, this is good. These people used to burn us alive. And now they feel attacked because we're saying happy holidays. This is progress. This is I progress.
1: This is <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, okay. Good. I thought it was funny because so um, – I I am uh, I work with my team to do the titles for these articles. And so technically the Pope didn't talk about what in America is called the war on Christmas. But I felt like this is basically like the European equivalent of having that conversation. Because it's just like the war on Christmas is about the use of inclusive language. Like... In America, it's always been that way. Like having Starbucks put happy holidays on their cups instead of having it be all about Christmas specifically is suddenly like an attack on Christians. Um, And so I thought it was really funny to kind of see this happen in a different context. And now the Pope is even talking about it. And the level of self-awareness to call, the level of self-awareness to call this ideological, Ideological colonization is hilarious to me. It's like you're, you're, oh my god, you're, you're right. telling me about ideological colonization, and there were all these other spokespeople from the Vatican talking about how this is denying the true Christian roots of Europe and all this stuff. Like, it like hey, the god, fact
0: that the word the word colonization is coming out of the mouths of Pope, like. Again, the level of self awareness. Like, are you like, do you know who you are? Do you know what you represent? Do you know what your institution is responsible for? Like, are you serious? Like, how could you, like, if I was the Pope, I would never use those words unless I was apologizing for something. <laughs> like, what the hell are you, are you, like, how could you not see this is going to be a back, backlash? You're going to complain about people colonizing you? For saying happy holidays, where you literally, you are, you led the way in main, main countries colonizing. You are responsible for the worst acts of colonization, your institution that you endorse. Again, this would be different. Like people like Army, well, they're not the same people. Well, if they had condemned it, if they were like, oh, we're not, we're different now, you say every goddamn pope is infallible. That's your doctrine. So you are endorsing the other things that the other popes have done. So even if they were other people, you haven't apologized for it. You, Your institution is responsible, the, the most responsible institution in the whole world for, for colonizing white people by killing them. And now you're telling people that we're being colonized for saying happy, all- like, I can't believe, I can't believe the level of hypocrisy. Like you can't, it's impossible. It should be physically impossible. This breaks the laws of math and physics in the universe for somebody to be able to do <laughs> this <laughs> hypocritical and this like this is like <laughs> like we need scientists we need modern physics to come and figure out how this is possible oh and also oh another thing God. another thing another thing i want to like tell you know am i you know am i gonna tell I'm going to use this opportunity to tell every single atheist that said, this pope is different, this pope is good, you know, we're modernizing, the reform is coming, like every single one of you, like I told you so, okay? I told you so. You were were stupid. You were idiots for you to have any hope in any pope or any religion for that matter, okay? Do not put, do not invest in reforming religions, okay? you have the move move has to always be in removing religion from our lives in eliminating religion from our lives there's no hope in reforming christianity there's no hope in reforming islam there's only hope in getting rid of religion and every single one of them all of them okay there's no like oh maybe islam first no every single religion okay they're all holding us back from progress and this is another example this was supposed to be the progressive pope Anyways,
1: Damn, well, you know, it's always good to get that in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope and the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, that, is that like a religious uh, hop-on? No, that's like a that, Dr. Seuss uh, novel or something.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right, read some comments while I get the next news.
1: Atheist, uh, I'm sorry, a american is saying the Chinese are inventing a new god named Santa Guan.
0: Oh, combining santa
1: claus with guan Yu, god of war exams brotherhood and oath huh. oaths whoa so does okay, the santa does does santa guan does he bring good grades does he does he help you ace your tests like hmm. he just makes you a, like a like a demigod of taking exams like is that what santa guan brings to you
0: interesting
1: having the god of war also be the war of the god of exams is very interesting to me
0: it's fitting it's fitting yeah as somebody
1: as somebody who has
0: experienced war and also exams i can tell you to this day i have nightmares about exams i don't have nightmares about war so (laughs)
1: <laughs> I remember Saddam bombing us but I don't have nightmares about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no. I'm okay. I'm, I this was a joke. I'm not dismissing yeah. the experience of war. Okay, okay. Um okay, okay. Should oh my god. We... He's saying you
1: only get presents if you get good grades. Are you joking oh, or is this actually how Santa Guan works? <laughs> I need answers.
0: We need to look into this. That's very interesting. Um, oh my god, if there are okay. any
1: videos on that, please send it to me.
0: Okay. Yeah. Can we um can we clap for the next news?
1: Um yes, I think this is a good thing.
0: Next news.
1: Next news lawsuit filed against Facebook for a role in a Rohingya Muslim genocide. So this was very interesting to me. On December 6th, a class action lawsuit was filed against Facebook, now rebranded as META, by Rohingya ethnic cleansing survivors. The cases, first filed in the United States and then in the United Kingdom, alleged Facebook's platform allowed an intensified hate speech against the Rohingya people in Myanmar. The survivors are demanding compensatory damages totaling over 150 billion euros. In addition to punitive damages, James Clayton of the North America Tech Report at BBC said that the lawsuits are particularly interesting because, quote, Facebook isn't denying that it could have done more. An internal investigation conducted by Facebook in 2018 revealed that the company failed to prevent the circulation of hate speech and incitement of violence against the Rohingya. In September 2021, an American judge ordered Facebook to release archived posts that portrayed Rohingyas as, in quote, subhuman terms and posts that called for military action. Yet, Facebook resisted releasing these documents. According to Professor Josh Davis at the University of San Francisco School of Law, he says that it's hard to prove that Facebook's conduct harmed individual class members.
0: Okay, I don't understand this. Okay, so I'm just claiming ignorance. So if I say something that comes as insensitive or seems like I don't have don't have concern for people who are hurt, I'm just like it's because I'm actually ignorant. I'm I, I don't know. Okay, but I mean, Facebook isn't a publisher, right? So like, it's not like you can like. Would you be able like if this was if these if like crimes against humanity was conducted over phone calls you wouldn't be able to sue the phone company you know like you wouldn't be able to do that um so i don't understand like are we gonna if we're gonna hold facebook responsible for the content that is on their platform and they could be sued for this they're gonna go nuclear on everything that could be potentially harmful like they're gonna not like they they, they, like everything will be open to everything like i mean it's not like they're gonna they have the resources to investigate look at all every single comment and figure out what's problematic and what's not problematic but and if they could be sued for it and they don't have the resources to have to go through every single comment and post they're just going to go nuclear and just remove everything that could be remotely controversial i mean i don't know like if yeah
1: so, um to this is very good this is a very important subject because this is the basis of some law in the United States and um, so here here's an excerpt from um, a article in, the CN- in CNN explaining this issue. So, quote, the legal argument in the United States case may also be tricky. It alleges that Facebook should face product vi- liability and negligence claims for failing to address a defects in its platform, which plaintiffs claim contributed to the anti-Rohingya violence court documents show. In the U.S., Facebook would typically be protected from such liability by Section 230 of the Communications Deficient de- Decency Act, Communications De- Decency Act, but the suit asks that the court asks the court to instead apply Burmese law, which it says does not provide such protections. Davis, this professor who's giving um, his analysis of this case, said but- American courts are typically reluctant to take on such cases. He added that providing face proving Facebook's action has caused harm to the Ro- Rohingya people could be difficult. Um
0: I mean, but Facebook so, is not, is an American company. How could you sue them with an other country's laws? Like, I don't either, know, and also... You
1: know, perhaps, yeah. I'm no lawyer, perhaps it's a jurisdictional argument where they're saying that Facebook is an American company, but these crimes happened in this other country. So they're so attempting the only way, to have...
0: But there is, yeah, but you can't, you can't... The only other way would be To use international criminal court, which United States is not a signatory to. So there's no other way. You have to uh, unless you have this is this is this this case does
1: have major obstacles, of course.
0: This is why countries like India or they would want you to have if you want to be like, for example, operating in India, they were like you have to have Facebook. India or Twitter, India. So that we could go after, it can't just be an American company that is out of our reach. You, if you want to have, you need to have offices here and you need to have stakes here that we could go after. If we don't like what you're doing, this is, but a bigger country get is get to do that. Um, I think yeah, that's the, yeah, I on. can
1: lay out some other issues. So the, um, the, uh, the, the American suit, which was the first to be filed. Cause again, there was the suit filed in the United States, which represents survivors living in the United States, and then there was a suit filed in the UK, and that represents survivors in every other part of the world except the United States. So the U.S. suit would have to clear numerous hurdles just to make it to summary judgment or trial, let alone secure a favorable ruling. For a suit to be certified as a class action by a judge, plaintiffs involved must have, must have experienced predominantly common issues. But given the nature of the crisis in Myanmar, the experiences of potential class members could vary widely. And quote, it's hard to imagine proof that would be common to the class that would establish Facebook's conduct harmed individual class members. And like I said, that they're trying to argue this on the basis of liability and negligence in terms of delivering a product. And But we do still have to clear... That issue of the section 230, which does protect publishers,
0: yeah. I don't, I just don't know if people understand what the consequences of these could be to everybody else, right? And also, I don't think people understand the resources that it would take to like we are, we ourselves are victims of bad judgment by social media, by Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You know, taking us down without actually any human involvement um, into looking at what what is being taken down, right? Or like, maybe I, we lost. Me and Susanna have lost our Twitter accounts. Like, with you know, oh, so I mean,
1: I mean, this isn't even remotely we, comparable.
0: No, what I'm no, what I'm saying is that we don't complain about. No, no, you don't, you're missing my point. My point is that people want to hold Facebook accountable. But if you look at Facebook's interests, they would want to be able to, if you think game theory wise, right? If they could have done something, if they had the resources, if it made sense to, like, what do you think Facebook benefits from being responsible for, I don't know, genocide? Obviously, they would, you know, even they're completely for profit but profit every single motivation that they have is profit driven as people in the live chat are constantly pointing out yeah no 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 crap obviously it's a for-profit company but it would be in their interest for them not to get accused of stuff like this but i don't know people if people understand how difficult it is like The reason why I was bringing our social media taken down is like what I'm saying is that even when our social media is taken down, we don't, we're not under this illusion that they they would be able, like Facebook and YouTube and Twitter just has the manpower given that the amount of content that they're, that they are, that is being produced every single second on this platform, they would need like an army of like two planets to be able to manage this. That's why they need AI, right? They can't, there's no, there's there's no there's not enough humans on this planet for them to be able to monitor all of this right um that's why we don't get angry we get upset but we don't really get angry that much because we we understand that that's a ridiculous expectation to have so what i'm just saying is that i don't know if people understand what they're necess- what they're asking for because what they're asking for is might not be something that these platforms could provide and if if they if you force their hand into uh, by making it suable for, for, for what other people put on their platform, then they will have to do the nuclear option, and just ban everything that could potentially be controversial. That's that's all. The but other that's have not. That's not what they're
1: asking for. They're asking for damages.
0: No. They, okay. But no, Susanna, listen. Listen. What to have? If they get damages, then Facebook will have to prevent damages like this for happening again. Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, but it's complicated like, by the fact open... that it's not, it's not simply that, oh, they need a second planet to actually properly moderate their website. It's that the company has admitted itself in numerous internal documentations as well as public reports that they yes. knew it was bad, that they didn't intervene when they knew it was as bad as it was, that they could have done more, and that they failed to prevent the problem. This is blatant negligence.
0: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know maybe the details but I would I'm just asking if they can remove like obviously this is not the outcome that Facebook prefers, right? Um I just I, I just think it's more complicated than people assume. But yeah, it's more complicated than I'm assuming as well. Like obviously like I don't know all the details. I'm I'm pretty sure a company as size of, as big as Facebook is going to fuck up often. Right. Yes. Given the, I mean, I mean, how could they not? It's just so many operations happening at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So many things happening at the same time. Just by, just by the law of l- r- r- large numbers, fuckups are going to happen. Right. Um. And also, if you, if yeah, go on.
1: No, I mean, I, I, I do understand what you mean by talking about the larger issues of the consequences of um, opening yourself up to legal liability when faced with being a publisher and managing content. I I get what you're saying. Like there is a larger consequential argument to have. I just feel like it's detracting from the issue at hand, like having that conversation right now. Well,
0: it's not, it's not detracting because if you want a solution to this, you have to know what's possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you know it's not detracted. like i'm not dismissing the that's why i said i wanted to be careful because it seems like i'm being insensitive and dismissal of these people suffering but i'm not because if you want a solution you can't like go looking for things that are not possible i mean read rebecca's comments here for example
1: Rebecca is saying, Atheist Republic, I worked for AOL. Content management is really hard on an open platform. AOL had the terms of service and allowed them to yank idiots and security people right off the service. Well, AOL actually had to have a congressional hearing about the issues that they had with their content about things that I can't even talk about on YouTube because it was so bad. Um, so yeah, it's It's very complex. Um, secular Rarity is saying, I see what Armin is saying, but I don't think it will have the bad effects he thinks. I think it will cause Facebook to be more careful when moving into, a, into territory and they don't have the translators to support that kind of a project. Um, I don't think we can actually speculate about what kind of effect it will have. And I actually think that it, we're kind of putting the cart before the horse because the... Um, this, these two suits in the U.S. and the U.K. have a long ways to go before, if, if they, if they can actually reach a trial, right? So there are consequences, but there is actually many, many obstacles that have to be cleared before can even come to court and these issues be addressed, right? So there's a lot, so much that could change about these two lawsuits,
0: yeah. Anyways, soon there will be alternative. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> the
1: need to talk about decentralized social media, and the blockchain is rising within. <laughs> I
0: no. Love yeah. It I, I, no. It, I, that it totally
1: the... is what's going to happen.
0: No. Yeah. But the, the, here's another problem I have. Okay. If if uh, if the solution to these would be these for us to get these centralized platforms with like management itself to like. If that's the solution we're going to, instead of finding another way, then we're going to be ill-equipped for a future where everything is on the goddamn blockchain and nothing is removable, right? So I'm just saying like, right? So at that point, like I'm, I'm thinking like now we should practice finding a solution that would also be able to, that we also would be able to apply to a tomorrow that may come in 20 or 50 years that nothing is removable from, from, from web 3.0, right? So you you investing so many, so much legal resources on this, and then all of a sudden it goes nowhere. You know, you're now completely your weapons that you have invested in are now useless because we're we're dealing with a new reality. So just like think think long term. Um, okay.
1: Oh, secular rarity is saying, Yes, Susanna, I think you both talked about this really well. Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's very kind.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, can we clap for the next news? Yes. Next
1: news. Next news. Pope Francis calls premarital sex not the most serious sin. So, just to clarify for everyone, in case you forgot, we're clapping for sex. Armin, please clap for sex. <laughs> okay, I mean, let's get into this the story. Is
0: insulting. This is cool.
1: <laughs> Pope Francis recently told reporters that quote, sins of the flesh are not the most serious. Sins of the flesh are not the most serious, the Pope explained, referring to sexual relationships outside of marriage. Instead, he said that pride and hatred are the most serious of sins. The Pope's comments were made while being questioned about the resignation of Archbishop Michel uh, Appiet, Appetit, I don't know how to speak French, the disgraced bishop of Paris, France. Archbishop Appetit had resigned early in early December after admitting to an ambiguous relationship with a woman in 2012, a relationship that many viewed as inappropriate or even a breach of his vows of celibacy. He told reporters that he accepted Appetit's resignation not because of the sin, but because of the, quote, damaging rumors. According to him, Appetit was unfit to govern due to the rumors and how the public opinion surrounding him had become toxic. The Pope also expounded upon his responses, saying, quote, It was a failure against the Sixth Commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery, but not a total one.
0: Um... When I when I have sex outside of marriage, I Uh. want it to be a serious sin.
1: (laughs) That's why you're offended. I thought you were offended because it's being called a sin altogether. You're like, no, "No, you have. (laughs)
0: Either either it should either not be a sin, or if it's a sin, you better go all like it better be a serious one. Like this is like the most effective triggering that the church has done to me is like, you're saying that <laughs> me, I guess you're you're saying like, I want, I want them to be like, Oh my, like I want them offended. Like they're offending me by not being offended by my lifestyle. Right. I'm triggered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want you to look at the way I live my life and get upset. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Uh, i mean mean, without the sin is the sex part even worth it (laughs) exactly
0: exactly exactly you want to you want to be doing something taboo um
1: yeah you know what i thought was funny about this was that um daniel hakikaju the um muslim fundamentalist for those who are not familiar he made this huge post about how this proves like the deviancy of christianity and the corruption of christianity and like naturally what follows is the perfection of islam
0: of course of course um you know there are some obvious jokes here but they're so obvious i don't want to like should we even mention that maybe it's not a major sin because they popes constantly have sex with underage people well it's not sex Yes, it's. I mean, they see it as sex, I guess. Yeah, it's it is sex. It's forced sex. Forced like just you know, forced sex is sex. Yeah. That doesn't. You're not. You're not endorsing it by calling it sex. We have to say forced sex because YouTube doesn't like the R word. Yeah. So that yeah, that's why we're not saying it. But yeah, maybe it's because like yeah, we're like, you know, all these priests. They're also committing sins. But everybody's sinner. Some people you know, steal candy, some people lie to their mom, and some people abuse children, you know. Oh, my God. Just...
1: Wait, I'm, I was reviewing Daniel Hikikaju's post on this, um, on this news. He's saying, well, in part, Christianity is in large part to blame for the state of sexual degeneracy in the world today. If Christianity had been a more compelling religion, it would not have birthed secularism. And if Christianity had been more capable of keeping Christians committed to sexual mores, rampant fornication, adultery, and other sexual crimes would have not ha- spread throughout Christendom. Damning words.
0: I mean, technically he is right. Uh, Christianity is a weaker religion compared to Islam, and that's why it was easier to defeat it. I mean we're not we're not endorsing Christianity. We're just saying it was like less it, it's an enemy. What do you mean
1: easier to defeat? It's the biggest religion in the world. It's the most popular. It won the popularity contest.
0: Well, I mean had the first it was it came before Islam, so it had it was ahead. They <laughs> <hunt. laughs> I mean, got a head start. They got a head start. <laughs> no, but I mean like they are not as aggressively as political as Islam, so that's why it doesn't. It's not a. It's not as a more as powerful of a tool of domination as Islam is, right? And that's a good thing because Islam, Christianity is.
1: Yeah, we don't want it to be.
0: We don't want it. To, I mean, we want like Christianity is very destructive and harmful, so if it's weaker, it's a good thing. So we could like get rid of it faster, right? Islam is a more. Powerful force to reckon with, in my opinion. Yeah, it's
1: interesting because secularity and AGA are talking about like I thought in the Christian doctrine. Doctrine it says all sins are equal in the eyes of God, so it's very contradictory. And maybe someone who was like a a Catholic apologist could actually um, delineate this more clearly because theoretically, yes, this is in like in our belief system that all, well, yeah, all sins are equal. But at the same time, in in Catholic doctrine, in, in the catechism, there is doctrine about how one of the worst sins that you can commit is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Like, that's one of the few sins that's actually unforgivable. Or there are sins that immediately excommunicate you. And neither of those sins are, what did he say? Pope Francis said that pride and hatred are the most serious of sins. That's ridiculous to me. In 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 Catholic practice, it's like abortion. It's murder. You know? Like, I don't know where... like um, That kind of triggered me when he said that. I'm like, where are you getting this from? There are other things that Catholics believe are much more grave than just pride and hatred. Um, I mean, technically, it shouldn't Monday, matter
0: i mean if you read the book of revelations and a whole bunch of other places it just says like we're all if if you accept jesus you're going to go to heaven if you don't you're going to go to hell like it i don't understand like what where do sins come into play then like i don't really matter how much sins i have committed i just have to accept jesus and that's all good i don't like you know, like it's so contradictory, and then people give me yeah. verses that actually shows like, no, actually, you do matter. Look at these verses, and I'm like, well, they don't matter according to these verses, but yeah, go on. Go well,
1: that's why I was saying, like, maybe someone who was actually into Catholic apologetics could, like, put forward an argument where this actually makes any sort of sense because I'm not familiar with enough, even though I was raised as a Catholic my whole life, to be able to, like explain that clearly because honestly at this point i have a better understanding of islam than i do christianity but (laughs) um goes funny as saying why do i feel like the pope is just making up reasons to excuse the priests who attack children and letting them know that they will still make it to heaven um that's what i was saying i see how it could be interpreted this way I definitely yeah. see how it could be interpreted this way, but the, the relationship that he's actually talking about with this disgraced bishop was between like two fully consenting adults.
0: Yeah, but like what what Ghostbunny is saying, and the obvious it could be used thing,
1: that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, like like maybe we maybe maybe like the Pope is like maybe we shouldn't be so judgmental on people's having sex, given that we're having the worst kind of it. Yeah, you know, like our people is are having the worst kind, the non consensual kind, Uh-oh. with 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 people underage. Anyway, last one. Read this one before we go.
1: Wait, could you read it? Because I need to go to the bathroom.
0: Okay, okay. Gaijin American is saying, didn't God smite someone for coming on the floor? Um, And yes, yes, he did. So you would assume, uh, you would assume that that is a worse of a crime than uh, all the other crimes that somebody didn't get uh, smitten for. Um, Another example is, when, when, okay. So here's the thing. Imagine these two two actions, which one. Some people show up at your door. Okay. And they want to have sex without consent. Again, I'm not using the R word because you to be sensitive with your guests, with your male guests, right? They, right. Who happen to be angels, but you don't know. Do you know at that point? I don't know. And then you're like, Hey, no, these are my guests. How about my daughters instead? Like you're offering your daughters to a mob outside of the door to have sex with without their consent so that your guests are safe. As a father, how good of a father are you? Is that a sin? Apparently, I don't know. Maybe it is a sin. Maybe God, you know, I mean, this is what Prophet Lot did. And the Bible said somewhere else later that he's a good man. Okay. And then at the same time, Lot's wife looked back, right? So Lot did not get any punishment for offering his daughters to a mob for sex. And Lot's daughters didn't get any punishment for having sex with their own father while he's drunk, like on purpose making him drunk and then having sex with him so that they could get impregnated by their own father. The daughters didn't get any punishment. The father didn't get any punishment for offering the daughters for sex. The mother gets turned into a pillar of salt for looking back. Okay? He shows where the priorities are, right? <laughs> like the least innocent person in this family, compared to what the daughters do and what the father do, the mother seems to be the most innocent one and yet she gets the punishment. Doesn't make any sense
1: um Anyways. let's get started on the next news
0: okay okay can we clap for the next news
1: um no
0: okay wait can we unhighlight? highlight okay next news
1: rising violence indian priest chased with machete christian books set on fire on December 11th, an unidentified man armed with a machete barged into a church in uh, Karnataka's uh, Belagavi city and chased the priest in charge. CCTV footage shows that the man with the weapon was following Father Francis D'Souza. The perpetrator eventually fled the scene, unable to get close enough to the father. On the same day, members of the Christian community in Shrinivas. Vaspur town of Kolar district were reportedly going door to door to distribute some religious texts described by some news agencies as Christmas cards when rep- members of a right-wing Hindu groups protested and set the text ablaze. These incidents came a day before the state assembly meets for the winter session in Balagavi. A controversial anti-conversion bill is tabled to be discussed this section with a likelihood of it being passed. Karnataka Chief Minister uh, Basarajav Bommai stated that the government will not let churches misuse someone's poverty to lure them into converting to Christianity. So I wanted to talk about this news because there were these big incidents that happened and it's happening within the larger context of an anti conversion bill um, being brought forth in this state. So, this is another um, instance of the rising Christian, anti Christian violence that's happening. It's been particularly emphasized in uh, Karnataka recently. We talked about these issues last week, and it's like accelerating.
0: This is insane. Imagine if they did this to Hindu communities in other countries. You know, like if they were having celebrating Diwali or they were in the streets passing out, like, something congratulating people. Like, if you were exposed... Like, imagine these people's outrage, like India's outrage towards, like, Hindus being treated badly because other people were like, being exposed to... I and know, rightly Hindus. so. Yeah, I mean, there should be outreach. I mean, like yoga classes, like for example, like imagine, like you, like people, like oh my god, this yoga classes are like is an attack on Christianity, which which happens, right? Like you would think, like that's ridiculous. That is the same thing that is happening here. I mean, it's not necessarily the same thing because what I think
1: of is more equivalent is the recent violence that happened in Bangladesh during Durga Puja in November. That was brutal, and that didn't even involve any Hindus, like trying to that was spread like a pan- their Hinduism for lack of a better term. That was because someone right. framed framed and spread fake news about the community that they were blaspheming Islam. And right. there was extreme violence and there was huge outrage because of it. Rightfully so.
0: And let's see what people have to say um, here.
1: Um, Megumum is saying, and it's happening in Karnataka, the home state of my grandmother. What else could be more embarrassing for me? Well, I mean, this doesn't have to do with you personally. This is nothing about you. I mean, you might. Why would you be embarrassed about something you didn't do? Yeah,
0: like this is this is collectivism. You didn't. You're not responsible for this just because you happen to be from there. Doesn't make you. Yeah, this is this is guilt by association. If you don't, if you don't consider anybody guilty by association or collectively blame them for, uh, then you shouldn't do that to yourself as well. Just because you are the target doesn't make it okay. You can't be like, oh, I do this, so I, I won't do this to other people, but I, but I do it by do it to myself. No, if you do it to yourself, that's also wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you, okay. Yeah. Um, and Katie is saying, we might soon, soon start having Bajrang Dal, for those who don't know, Bajrang Dal is um, a right-wing Hindu gang. Responsible for a lot of vigilante attacks, Um, we might soon start having Bajrang Dal and some other groups threatening liberal Hindus so they don't visit churches on Christmas. I, I would—that's not even surprising to me. Yeah, that sounds like on track. You know what's so interesting to me is that. um, So apparently, in terms of like the burning of these texts, um, you know. Anyone who's had missionaries come to your door knows how freaking annoying it is. Like, it's annoying, let's be honest. Um, it's really annoying to be preached to when you're not asking for it, when you're not seeking it out. Instead, they come into your place and just put it in your face. Um, and, um, but the idea of like stealing these people's property and then burning in the street, especially when some agencies like were ta- said that these were christmas cards like there was a re- police report that specifically said no there was no bible that was burned there was no t- holy text that was burned but people were reporting that it was like christmas cards i was like god damn this is how you guys react to christmas cards <laughs>
0: Wait. If you keep going this way, they're gonna say no to Valentine's Day and Halloween as well. Saying these are Armin.
1: Late. They already do. Are you not in India? With how Bhajrang Dal reacts to Valentine's Day,
0: oh Bhajrang Dal yeah. is
1: known to assault people, couples in the street. When we're to talking, yeah,
0: Pakistan.
1: Yes, in India. This is oh. well documented for years. Bhajrang Dal has been doing this.
0: What about Halloween? Are they gonna go after? Because um, it would be amazing if we get to a point. Where Saudi Arabia now has Halloween, because I don't know if people realize this. Saudi Arabia recently had th- their first Halloween. I imagine if India moves to a place where like they're attacking Halloweens and Saudi Arabia has Halloween. Like that's how do people
1: celebrate Halloween in India? Please let us know. Of
0: course they do. It's a I don't billion... know. Yeah. There's a billion people there. How could they not be like a lot of them? Yeah. Um okay. Let's go to this
1: one. Well, and then the assault on this priest is really bad as well. I think it's interesting because um, based on the reports that I was reading, like no one has been identified or arrested in either of these two incidences of violence. And I think it's really important to talk about that these are happening. And last week we were talking about assaults on churches and the police saying that they're not going to protect communities. In, in the the days um th- they told communities to not meet to pray basically to protect themselves because the police weren't going to do it for them in preceding this bill being tabled at the winter assembly and then the in winter assembly comes these two attacks happen and um well i want i want to get into some of the language about this anti-conversion bill in a little while but Ghost Bunny is saying, why do we, I get the feeling that India is just getting more and more violent? You know, well, Armin, you go because
0: ahead. Yeah. Well, maybe because it's true. I mean, okay, relative to when though. Because if that's a very back to important
1: par- point. Relative to when.
0: Yeah. If you go back to the partition, then it's not violent at all. <laughs> right, right, comparatively.
1: Yeah. yeah. But no, yes, but I think re- recent yeah. It it because it, just statistically we do see increases in the number of reports and attacks happening, particularly since 2014 is when you start to see spikes of it, which is when Modi came to power. Now, you know, the best, um, I don't want to call it a steel man because it's not a steel man, but one thing to consider as someone who, you know, just anyone who's involved with research or any familiarity, one thing you have to consider is, is there better reporting that's happening? Is there yeah. more frequent reporting? Are we hearing about these things more as more people get access to smartphones and this captures no, more attention I think and therefore both. it's logged? But I think, yes, it's more, I think
0: it's both because anti-Abrahamic mindset is growing. The BJP is using it more and more. So I'm assuming it's not just more reporting. I'm assuming it's also more incidents, right? This is the very powerful tactic that the BJP is using, right? So it is happening more, and you know, okay, as much as. Pakistan and India are very different, and India is still way, 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 way ahead of Pakistan, more secular, more free, all of that. But it's so sad to see that India is moving closer to being like Pakistan every single day. Like, this is the Pakistanization of India, okay? And these people, they hate Pakistan the most, but they are the main people responsible for making their country more like Pakistan. So congratulations, you're becoming what you hate.
1: there's- katie is saying halloween isn't that popular in india ha <laughs> um so it
0: means it is happening so events. that means it happened okay only some of the youth so i was right it's not that popular that means it's happening so yes
1: <laughs> i love how we're both like ha! <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> i was right. i, was, I was, was, was the right some-
1: one. Oh, talking about um halloween. halloween some people in the cities most others in towns and villages don't even know it, its existence um, Yes, and Katie is saying they already oppose Valentine's Day. They assault couples and even forced couples to marry. Yeah, no, this has been going on for a long time. Um, You don't need to even
0: say Armin is right because you could just always oh assume God. that. No, but go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> read that. You're
1: the worst. Um, Megamun is saying See. Armin is right. We usually hear news of anti-Muslim violence, but anti-Christian violence usually never makes it to the news. It seems to be getting out of hand now. Especially Imagine.
0: Lo- yeah.
1: A lot of it is in Karnataka, and it is because of the the the, the fever pitch then the heightened sensitivity that's being brought forward because of all of this political action on this anti-conversion bill
0: this is this is what the state of things are that we have an atheist channel right now like that is bringing attention to attacks on Christians, the atheist channel that brings attention to attacks on Muslims we're the atheist channel that brings attention to attacks on Hindus and Jews and atheists and ex-muslims as well okay so this is what you get where you're at the atheist Republic okay we're not this is the least tribal channel on the goddamn planet. Where we are like going out of our way. We're supposed to be an organization that defends atheists, but we're going out of our way in bringing attention to the harm done on all of these other groups as well. So yeah, go on. You know what's then, really then, wait, one more thing, and then you always get that one comment. Like when we're like, oh, Muslims are being attacked, and the Christian, there's a Christian in the comment section. But you never talk about the Christians are being attacked. Like, are you? Have you? Like, are you new here? Like, have you like just watched one video of us? Like, ah, what about the Christians? We talk about the Christians. And like the Hindus, like, ah, you're biased. You only talk about attacks on Muslims. Are you serious? Like every time we see attacks on Hindus, especially in Bangladesh, we bring it up here. If if it shows up on our radar, we talk about it. Like God, like, go on.
1: I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about this anti-conversion b- bill because I've, it, it's very interesting the way that these politicians talk about it. Because a lot of times it's supposedly supposed to be against against forced conversion, right? But it the way that they talk about it, I feel like they've just start they've stopped taking off the forced part, and it's it's just become just against conversion. Because listen, here's a quote from the chief minister. On Sunday, Bomai hinted that the draft of the anti-conversion bill would be approved by the state cabinet, and it would be introduced in the Belagavi winter session, which begins on Monday. Quote, a majority of people want a ban on religious conversion. A ban on religious conversion. The, The law department is reviewing a draft bill. After the review, it will be cleared in the cabinet meeting. And in all probability, the draft rule proposed by the law department would be approved, and the subject may come up for a discussion in the assembly session. Claiming that religious conversion was not good for the society, the chief minister said that the downtrodden people should not succumb to it. Bomei, however, clarified that people of all religious communities need to not panic with respect to the anti-conversion bill. And saying that, you know, there's no problem um, with people praying or following their respective religions however there is no scope for misusing someone's property to lure them to change faith so i thought it was so interesting how they were just say a um, quote a majority of people want a ban on religious conversion
0: how could you do that like what like okay the whole point of christianity is to evangelize as <laughs> a you know as a missionary like i do not i do not understand like you want them to... Okay, so would this involve also... You know, we have a lot of Hindus who are saying that Pakistanis and Indian Muslims are supposed to be Hindus, right? They're inherently Hindus. Like, this is not... Like, the fact that they're Muslim goes against what they're... They don't know that they're... Like, they have to come back to Hinduism, right? So would that kind of talk be illegal as well? Like, if, if a Hindu comes and says, like, no. hey... My, of course um, yeah. not.
1: There was actually recently the RSS chief for those who mm-hmm. don't know, RSS is um, militant right-wing group. Um, very powerful they killed, in India.
0: They killed, Gandhi, about... but some, they killed Gandhi but yet they elected somebody from RSS to lead the yeah. country. Oh, go on.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, he was basically talking about how Hindus need to ensure, Katie, correct me on the way I say this, but like Garwapsi so talk literally doing the exact same thing same but they call it basically like return home so it's yes. like so it's okay when they're c- coming home but otherwise it's forced conversion
0: mm-hmm. so if muslims become hindu that's okay because they're not converting they're just coming back to what they already are <laughs> right (laughs) so this is like you, you get away from the conversion laws because this is not conversion you just you just realize you know well muslims can also say that because muslims claim atheists can also say that because muslims say that everybody is born a muslim so that's why they don't say that we convert people to islam they say they it's revert to islam because you're naturally everybody is muslim hindus are saying that about pakistanis or people or everybody around that area they're like you're naturally hindu so that's not conversion everybody is going to say that they're not that's not conversion we say that as well atheists say that everybody's born atheist so it's not converting to atheism it's like uh, what do we say deconvert we say oh yeah so muslims say revert atheists say deconvert and hindus say coming back home nobody's like only Christians could say that we're actually converting people to to Christianity, yeah. but other people don't cl- don't even claim that they're converting.
1: Um, here's <laughs> the final thing I wanted to say. This quote: a fact finding report by several civil society organizations earlier this month cl- claimed that Karnataka was witnessing one of the highest incidents of attacks against Christians due to the government's attitude. So like there are multiple of other people reflecting that this isn't like happening in isolation, that this is a reflection of the politics of the area. Um, And I saw one local politician saying the dumbest shit ever. He was like, Oh, they say they're against forced conversion. But when we bring forward these bills, they oppose the anti-conversion bills. What's up with that? Like basically inferring that they're telling on themselves. It's like, No, you dumbass. It's because you demonize them with these bills. It's not because they don't oppose forcing someone to convert. It's because you are abusing them under the guise of this, like, trying to legitimize these bills. It's, oh my God, that pissed me off. You know, like,
0: is India becoming so much less secular when you can't, like, you're actually telling people that they can't preach their ideas to other people. Like, that would be what this law means, right? Like, would that make it, like, so you can't talk to people and tell them, like, hey, this is a good idea? consider it like you can't do that like how is this a secular like it's like I mean it's still more secular than Pakistan I guess but it's still it's becoming less secular like people's speech are being controlled based on the religion that they have and based on what they're saying like what is forced conversion like is this a conversion bill or a forced conversion bill like if I go invite somebody to Christianity without forcing them would this bill stop that Like, can somebody go and say, "But like, I'm not forcing you." But hey, here, read the Bible. Would this bill would that be? Would this the way that this is
1: enforced? It's so ambiguous. Like, I haven't actually looked at the language of the bill itself, but Mm -hmm. based on the way that these incidents are happening and the ways that it's talking about, it's it's very ambiguous. And like, look at the story we talked about earlier today with Mother Teresa, the the, her charity founded by her.
0: Yeah, just being exposed to the Bible is apparently forced conversion. (laughs) Just like, there's a Bible on this desk in front of you. Forced conversion! (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Read this one.
1: Katie is saying, Hilarious fact, there's a niche group of Hindutva who believe the entire world used to be Hindu before other fake religions corrupted others. Wow. There's
0: There's a meme on this. There's like, Hinduism is like old, or Hinduism predates... India or Hindu, like they go like if you're, if okay, if you're like some, they say like if you're like your brain is like opening of working on 90% capacity, you say like Hinduism is the oldest religion. And then you go farther and like Hinduism is older than humanity, predates humanity. Whoa. Okay. But then they're like, no, Hinduism predates the universe and time itself, apparently, like it's, it's in the fabric of the universe. So you can't Is be that like, the
1: meme that has the brains and then it's like, yes, you know, the, like, the light up expanding yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like when you've one. reached
1: enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: um, there's also some, there's also some um, beliefs in Hindus, people in Hinduism, that they think like the priests and the sages, they are above the gods themselves and they have like art and depicting that the gods are serving them. Anyways, that goes into weird territories.
1: Yeah, we really need uh, to move to the next news because you have okay, stuff okay. to do.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Um, can we clap for the next news? Oh, no. 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 Next news.
1: On no- Oh, sorry. Next news. Iranian soldiers arrest lesbian near Turkish border. On November 6th, Tasman News Agency... Reported that the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps with the IRGC arrested individuals suspected of being, quote, head of a women's and girls network, trafficking Iranian girls and quote, supporting homosexual groups in West Azerbaijan, in the West Azerbaijan province of Iran. Iran Wired reported that the person the IRGC arrested is an LGBTQ supporter named Sarah. This is not the first time Sarah has been arrested. Her first arrest occurred when she had been interviewed with BBC Persian and discussed the current plight of the LGBTQ community in Iraq's Kurdistan region. Following the interview, she was detained by Iraqi Kurdistan police for 21 days. After being released, Sara decided to travel through Iran to then cross the Turkish border and seek asylum. A British human rights and LGBT advocate, Peter Thatchell, said Sarah Zaretz indicates that the Islamic Republic of Iran still actively persecutes members of the LGBTQ community.
0: Wait, she crossed to Turkey. She crossed to Turkey.
1: She was she was trying to. So she's from Iraq. She was trying to go through Iran to get Mm -hmm. to Turkey. Mm -hmm. And she was arrested like while she was almost there.
0: But oh, what's interesting
1: crap. is that so, usually, according to like um, uh, more conservative, correct me if I'm wrong, Armin, um, typically you can only really be punished for homosexuality in Iran if you're actually like caught doing a gay sex act. But well, there's also people not, who are no. persecuted for like propaganda and talking about it, I like trying to.
0: No, for advocacy as well. Like, okay, okay so if you're like. If you're like, I'm a girl, I like girls, I want to have sex with girls, and uh, that's what I, like you can't get punished for that. Like if you say like I'm a lesbian, okay, Take technically, okay, you can't get pu- you cannot get punished for that in Iran because you haven't like they think like okay you have an illness, but you're not giving into temptations. So good for you, good job, Like, Like maybe go. Turn into a like, and they're confused about sexual orientation and sec, um, gender identity. Okay. So they're like, "Oh, if you they tell they tell you if you want to sleep with a woman, just go, you know, turn into a man, and now it's legal. Yay! They think they have a solution for that. They're like people that don't have gender we fixed dysphoria. It. <laughs> we fixed it. Like wow, look how progressive we are. Forced we don't punish transgenderism.
1: We fixed it. <laughs> we
0: don't we don't punish lesbians or gay men. We just make them go through." Gender, you know, like even though they are happy with their gender, they can change their gender and now they could be with the gender that they want. Like they're completely confused. And some people and some people in Western countries, some leftists congratulate them like, oh, my God, in Iran, they actually accept trans transgender surgery they like, pay yeah, for the
1: surgeries
0: you're like yeah but they but for people who don't want it <laughs> sometimes like okay so there's that's that's a whole nother world but yeah no but it's not just the sex that could get you in trouble it's that advocacy for their rights or criticizing the government's views on them like you could get in trouble for that as well like i mean you you take for example she's she's gotten arrested not for having sex because i don't think they have caught her they have they have they have they have have proof that she had sex with somebody like they they, she's arrested for advocacy and talking to the enemy or like spreading corruption on earth like spreading degeneracy or like you know
1: yeah
0: Um, yeah yeah yeah
1: According to the what? report, the IRGC said in a statement that one of the charges against the so-called smuggling network was quote communicating with and supporting homosexual groups, who operated under the support of multi regional intelligence services.
0: So, by smuggling groups, they're talking. About, I'm assuming they're talking about trying to get people out of this crap hole place that they're being persecuted. You know, like yes, yeah, I mean getting it- people to freedom.
1: They they talk about
0: when they say human trafficking because they call it human trafficking as if it's against their will. Like this is getting people to LGBT people to freedom. This is not human trafficking. This is saving people.
1: I don't know if she entered Iran legally or not. I mean, I don't blame her if she's trying to get away. Like I, like I don't. I'm not gonna
0: blame her. Like oh, why did you? Like if you're just to be clear, if she's trying to run away from iraq and iran like i'm not going to be like well did you file their correct paper <laughs> like no like no get the hell out of there like i'm, I'm so sorry that she didn't manage to get out um, um yeah i don't have any respect for iranian laws so it's not like oh she committed something illegal based on iranian laws like okay good um <laughs> wish it worked um <laughs> well, yeah but yeah, i'm so sorry that they got her before she could get out hopefully she she finds another way to get out. Is she still under arrest? Yeah, probably um
1: not. it's not really clear like what her situation is at the moment. You know, we were looking no. for more recent reports and it's it's not currently known.
0: Um I hope I hope we could put pressure. Guys, share this news to more people, uh, so that people more there's some level of pressure. There's some level of international attention to this so that they can't get away with abusing her. It does matter, by the way. Um, the, the more people the more people know about these stories, the more these uh, countries feel the pressure, international pressure, and they might change their behavior. sometimes they have. Anyways, can we clap for the next news?
1: Yes, we can. Next news. next news. New study shows explosive increase of non-religious in the United States of America. According to the National Public Opinion Reference Survey, or NPORs for short, of the Pew Research Center, around 3 out of 10 adults now consider themselves unaffiliated to any religion. The the survey shows that more than 10 years ago, 75% of adults identified as Christians. Now the number has significantly dropped to 63%. A similar annual survey conducted by Gallup reflects that before 2000 church membership was consistently above 70%, but by 2020 it dropped down to 47%. The decline is seen mostly in the d- decline in the Protestant population is higher than within the Catholic and Mormon populations. David Campbell, a professor at the University of Notre Dame who also wrote about the secularization in America, said that the the decline in religious identity is at least in part a reaction to the political environment. So I wanted to talk about this news because it has been a bombshell news and every freaking secular and atheist organization in this country and abroad is talking about this news because look at that slope, baby. And look at us climb.
0: (laughs) In such a short amount of time as well. It's crazy. Wow. Oh, other religions only grew from five to six. That's great. So it's not like they're leaving Christianity for other religions. They're leaving Christianity for no religion. We're We're winning. We're winning. We're winning. So like the people who are saying, oh, people are leaving Christianity for Islam. No, they're not. Look at this number. Okay, but go on. This is such a beautiful graph. It's so beautiful. I love it. I know. It's really
1: exciting. I think just to be clear, like when we say that it's like um, non-religious or religiously unaffiliated, this doesn't necessarily mean atheist. This oftentimes could mean people who have some sort of like vague spirituality or spiritual beliefs that don't fit into a religious label. Or it could be people who um, are – Atheists, but don't self identify as atheists. And this can also include actual self identified atheists and agnostics. You know, like all of these people are included within this percentage, right? But um, that doesn't mean that it's 100% atheists. Like I read a lot of articles about this, and oftentimes they do profile people who left religion, they're religiously unaffiliated, but they still um, believe in a higher power or they still have. Like they do tarot, you know, like other vague spiritual beliefs. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. Not- it's
0: just like you, for most, for most, for most people, it's just a temporary holding place. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a large part of this. No religion is atheist, so that's yes. That's what well. like if there was an atheist graph, that would maybe be under here, but it will also have a slope upwards, right? So, <laughs> I love yeah. this
1: it's a slippery slope. <laughs> No. <laughs> no,
0: I mean I hope so, actually. Um, I at what point would these cross? What year? I wonder like the headline news for Atheist Republic one day they be there are more non there people more non Christians than Christians in the United States. That would be the I day. think
1: honestly, I think that that's a possibility within the next 10 years.
0: No way, really? Oh my yes. god, yes, that's fantastic.
1: I, I, okay, I honestly that would do a possibility.
0: That would that would be great. I don't know how likely it is,
1: but I think it's a possibility.
0: Guys, and this is Pew Research Center, right? It doesn't get better than Pew and Gallup, right? These are the mm-hmm. these, one of the best, um, one of the most authentic, you know, legitimate sources of of you know polling data. Like they know their stuff. These are it doesn't get really better than this. Like, Anyways,
1: the, the yeah. it fell. 13 12, percent 12 to 13 percent in 10 yep. years that's crazy. that's crazy
0: that is crazy so
1: that's why i'm saying if if you have that growth again in the next 10 years that'll put christians below 50 percent
0: what happened here
1: <laughs> no, <look> at, <laughs> no armin look at the timeline what happened there is the big disease going yeah. around
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Inter- Look at <laughs> well, access. we don't. Yeah, interesting. We had some setbacks here, but we made up for it right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what happened here? Hmm, interesting.
1: Trump. That's what happened. Trump oh my was god! Left yeah. In <laughs>
0: I don't know. Well, I, we don't know if these are um, these correlations or causations. So, I yeah, mean, just it's a reminder. pretty
1: fair estimation.
0: It's a good guess. But again, they're just guesses. We have no uh,
1: reason to know for sure. Right. Um, OK. Well, no. What I want to yeah, say, though, yeah. is that polls like this and data like this shows why it is important for secular people to get it. I actually don't like the word secular for non-believers because Christians or religious people can be secular. So non-believers, it's important for non-believers to be vocal in politics. And this is what I'm saying as an individual, okay? Because you don't want, we have been increasingly, we're increasingly powerful within the um, proportion of our population, right? But we are we are not powerful within our own body politic, right? where is our representation? Where do we have politicians that talk about our desires for a really firm separation of church and state? Um, We have the Republicans, which are so far gone, and literally there are scholars saying that people are leaving religion because of how the, the conservative side of the aisle has has taken over this issue. Like it's actually motivating people to leave. So that like, cause of how bad it is. So we have that on that side of the aisle, but then on the democratic side of the aisle, we have Democrats that continue to just pander to religious populations because they are trying to pull people over and get moderates as much as they can. So we don't actually, in my opinion, really have people who, um, um, or we don't have as many people as I would want us to have who do reflect our values and who do fight for our issues. We have amazing um, representatives like representative um, Jamie Raskin who helped introduce into the house um, the bill that prioritized the repeal of blasphemy and apostasy laws in you know, the United States bilateral foreign relationships. Um, So like stuff like that is amazing or the secular coalition of America is amazing, or there's, um, uh, free thinker caucus. Like these are all good things, but we need more. And so, um, you know, non-believers who dismiss you as saying, oh, you're just trying to get political or that's what religious people do. Like, and we don't want to be like them. They're actually doing everyone, including religious people, a massive disservice with that kind of attitude. So, um, yeah.
0: That's the reason why, actually, what Mingumin is saying here is not true. Like, you're saying, great to see America becoming more secular. Well, actually, it's not. The people are leaving religion, but for some reason, the politics is becoming less secular. I mean, look at the Supreme Court. Um, Look at, you know, Q, Q, the rise of Q. Look at women's rights. Look at abortion laws. Like, these are being challenged. We're going, like, I mean...
1: and the, like Governor Abbott who puts forward or, you know, eight, the Texas abortion law, they, they they're citing God the entire yeah. time they're talking about these issues. Like there's no way that anyone could mistake it for anything else. They're explicitly religious when they're pushing forward these policies. It's right. like I don't know how that's not seen as like um, what's the word? like a uh, ne- neglect of your own office. Like it's crazy.
0: <laughs> so, so the demographic change will not lead into a political change unless non-religious people become politically active, right? Like this is why you get a government that is not representative of its people, especially because what Susanna said, a lot of secular or non-religious people non-religious is more I could say, are allergic to becoming organized and doing political stuff because it like, hey, sounds like religion. It's too much like, well, okay, great. You give, give the monopoly over the influence over our lives to religion because you guys are feel icky to get organized because you think like four people getting together and doing something, you think that's religious like oh you're what are you going to do next meet on sunday and have like a collection pay, a play like oh yeah so that by that argument every single charity or every other movement maybe every single we'll, maybe we will maybe we will every single civil rights movement in history becomes a religion based on these people's definition of what a religion is right so this is why you suffer under religious you know by religious politicians because you guys are too stupid some atheists and some non-religious people are too stupid to realize that religion doesn't have a monopoly over um, activism it doesn't have a monopoly over creating communities it doesn't have monopoly over charity it doesn't have monopoly over actually taking actions and doing something and you thinking that it does makes them more powerful and lets them rule over you so congratulations you played yourself enjoy not having access to abortion i guess right um anyways um so can we what do we what do I highlight what do I need do we highlight and uh, go do yes. I first talk okay right okay can we clap for the next news
1: Sure yeah we can okay next news next news Indian court versus atheist Republic so. Guys, I told you that when we have legal updates that we can give you, I'm going to come with you with legal updates regarding our situation in, well, multiple areas of the Indian court system. So this is the latest. Um, If you guys will remember, there was a petition in the Delhi High Court to um, mandate that Twitter remove some of our tweets and we can, you know, be refreshed, do a refresh of what those tweets are if we want. But so this is what this case is about. On November 30th, Atheist Republic's legal counsel in India attended a hearing in the Delhi High Court in which the prosecuting lawyers sought to have the Indian government move to order Twitter to remove several of Atheist Republic's tweets that were deemed objectionable. At that time, Twitter's legal representation asked the court to give them a week to file an affidavit in compliance with the high court's order to remove the specified tweets. This means that Twitter is moving to demonstrate to the court that they have complied with their orders. Um, After the requested days off, um, the matter was due to be heard again on December 9th, but the bench was not sitting and the next hearing has been moved to February 2022. So... When that happens, we will give you updates at that time. The lawyers who originally brought forth the petition have also engaged senior counsel so that at the next hearing, this will allow us for to gain a better understanding of what they are arguing and if they will seek the full suspension of our Twitter account. Atheist Republic's legal counsel is poised to intervene against coercive at- orders at the next hearing. Um. Rudresh <laughs> is saying Indian bureaucracy can defu- confuse you, especially if you're sitting on the outside. also well, you don't have to tell me about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, thank so, you. I want to thank our lawyers for make trying to make sense of this for us. They have been very helpful. So thank you for that. If they're yes, watching, they are amazing. Think, yeah.
1: Um. So I wanted. to to, well, one, I promised you guys that I would talk about what's going on with us when we're able to, and these are all public court proceedings, so we're completely able to talk about these things. Um, and I also wanted to talk about it because, um, you know, Twitter has shown that they are willing to actually move forward and comply with this the, these court orders, which I actually found kind of shocking because. Um, I think it's really interesting that they would move to have this removed altogether, as opposed to just saying like, we are, will block these from the Indian market, right? That like, that's what Facebook did. They just blocked it, um, to their Indian users in India, right? They didn't remove our page entirely, for example, um, And, um, so the, what Twitter said at the last hearing was basically, okay, like we want a few days, we'll bring you an affidavit. And when that affidavit, it's like written evidence that they planned to comply with the court's orders and, um, give a timeline for when they're actually going to execute the order. Right. So the tweets that they have an issue with are still last time I checked, they're still up. They're still visible to everyone well, I mean, here in America. Um, so at the next hearing, that's when they'll actually bring forward their affidavit showing basically their roadmap of what they plan to do, how, how they plan to comply. And, um, our, our lawyers are prepared to intervene against this coercion. this coercion. Um, but I also, Oh, interesting. Wait, Katie is saying the gay no. marriage hearing was also supposed to happen the same day at the same court, moved to February because new cases in the filed again for gay marriage and it will be live streamed. Wait, I would
0: this are they gonna are they saying that they're gonna proceed with removing some tweets or the entire account?
1: Well, so this is what we're going to learn more about at the next hearing because twitter has retained senior counsel so that's when we are going to get more information about how they plan to proceed and if and well no i'm sorry the the prosecution that that that's when they they've retained the senior counsel excuse me and that's when we'll be able to get more information if, about if they plan to fight for and argue how how they are going to argue and if they're going to fight for a full suspension
0: I can't believe we have, like, one of the largest companies in the world arguing with one of the most political parties in the world over our, tw- our tweets,
1: Well, I, which I, happened... We yeah. have to be precise, Armin. None of these people, to our knowledge, are representative of the BJP.
0: Okay. So you can't say I it's mean, the
1: party. It's not the party. It might are they, be then? people who share the- their agenda, likely.
0: I, I didn't say, like, it's, like, Modi himself, like, like to, like... <laughs> Look, looking at our tweets and talking with this no, guy. I just want to say, be like, I didn't you know. I didn't, yeah, of course, side. it's going to be people on their side and people on their side. I'm not saying Modi and the CEO um, of Twitter are directly talking about Atheist Republic. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But still, you have a government in India that apparently wants to get Twitter. Like they're having it, they're spending legal, they're spending legal resources, both sides, to talk about our tweets. That happen to be problematic because they're drawings of Hindu goddesses, right? Like, is this like what the world is coming? Like, we have like and I just I just think it's is this like an onion like news article? This is a joke. Like we're talking about goddesses, and apparently that we're not talking about real people, okay? And we're talking about yeah, we're talking no, we're talking about drawings of goddesses. And somehow legal resources have been... Is
1: this taxpayer money that is being spent on this? Well, presumably, because it's in the public court. Now I don't... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have, we have Indians being...
0: Their tax money is being used by this government to argue with Twitter over drawings of Hindu goddesses. Like, are you serious? Is this a joke? Because the this high this court
1: agreed that it was objectionable and should be removed.
0: The fact that the high court of India is discussing our tweets of drawings of goddesses is the, should the already be a joke. like, if you are in India, yeah, well, the, the Supreme Court also brought uh, had our uh, tweets presented to them as well. It was, it was the Delhi High, you know, High Court, but also the Supreme Court of India had our tweets presented to them, okay? But like, honestly. If you are an Indian, you should be more offended that your government is involved in this than the Hindu goddess is being drawn. Like, I would be triggered if I was an Indian. I would be like, what the hell are you doing? We have other problems here. Like, what is this? Like, why? why? This is an embarrassment. This not only does not bring benefits to India, this is an embarrassment. This is making us look ridiculous. We're becoming a laughing stock. People will point at us and laugh, okay? Justifiably so. But yeah, go on. You were saying something.
1: Well, it's funny because the tweets that they want removed, um, one of them was a tweet announcing the speech that I was going to give about the Blasphemous Art Project, where it shows Kali and Sita making out with each other. And then the other one is a um, photo of an elderly couple meeting with a priest, a Hindu priest, and saying, your ignorance and stupidity are my sources of income. That's what's what's so objectionable. Saying like, "Hey, like, literally, priests rely on you to be fed." Like, that's but that's what they said.
0: That's on the news. Oh my god, unbelievable! But it's amazing because guys, the the first one, the first tweet that you mentioned, it wasn't just like, it wasn't even like the the tweet was not about the drawing of the Hindu goddesses. It was about a speech that happened to have in the small corner section of the tweet. It was like one of the drawings shown. Like one of the other tweets that these they have they seem to be having an issue with was a picture of all of our T-shirts. Most of them had nothing to do with Hinduism. One of the T-shirts has a picture of a Hindu goddess on it, which makes the Hindu goddess picture on the shirt such a small part of the entire picture. But that one T-shirt having a Hindu goddess on it was enough for them to want it to go entirely nuclear on this one on this picture like it's just a small part of the entire pic but like to be clear i, I think just...
1: those were different people but it's the same yeah. attitude
0: yeah yeah and yeah. i'm not saying they are, these are all like no the people the, like, these are complete like they're all like we are we're already talking about the police we're talking about people filing FIR reports against us to the police we're talking about Individual lawyers making their making it their mission to come after us. We're talking about the government. We're talking about Twitter. Like we're talking about the Supreme Court or the Delhi High Court. Like there's so many different independent. Which makes it more ridiculous. Like this is such a butt hurt. Like these drawings have caused so much butt hurt that it's not just one entity in India that is rising against us. It's just multiple private and governmental entities all making this their mission to just remove us from India. By the way, we're not going anywhere. Okay. Like I don't know what you guys think we're going. Like you think like they remove our Facebook from India. Like they try they they constantly going after our Twitter with like either using mass reporting or these legal ways. They are going directly to Twitter themselves, but they're like, they're gonna try to get us removed from India on Twitter, um, YouTube, everywhere. But like, we're just gonna double down. Like we're, this is not like a one year, two year process for us, okay? You guys have made it our mission to make sure that we have a large presence in India. And in fact, you have made it so that Hinduism becomes a major target for us. Okay. And this is like we're talking 20, 30, 40 years in the road, like Atheist Republic is going to make India a high priority based on your behavior it seems like we you need some atheist or public in india okay um Um, and that's why that's why we need your help okay because they're coming after us with all these legal stuff okay so you guys need to we go defending ourselves against all of these attacks costs us really here's a good thing relatively less than legal costs in other countries right because um Indian lawyers is relatively like more affordable compared to other places, right? So, the like, look at this. Like, so far, people have donated $1,900 to our fundraising for defending ourselves against Andutva. And honestly, 1900 would have done anything for us if we were doing legal battles, I don't know, somewhere in Europe in North America. Like, we, this wouldn't this 1900 would have get us like two sessions of i don't know consultation or something i'm exaggerating but so far in india it has gotten us a lot of return on an investment like our lawyers have done a lot with us but we need more but go on what you want to say
1: something? yeah no that's what i was going to say so i recently in I managed the fundraiser and I recently increased our fundraising goal to cover the expenses of these hearings that our lawyers have attended and our upcoming hearings that they're going to attend because this is an ongoing issue. Um, so if you guys, you know, have the financial ability, we don't want to encourage people to do this if they can't afford to, but... um I, you know, it would mean a lot to us and a lot of people in our community, especially our community in India, if you would consider donating. Um, you know, if you fa- feel like you've gained something in your life because of our community or what we bring to you, maybe entertainment, um, you know, it would, now's a moment where it would really help us out if, um, you could help, you know, contribute to this as well, um, so please consider donating to our GoFundMe for our legal expenses. Um, link is in the live chat. Link is also in the description. If you look below, it says "Help us defend against Indupa," and you can find it very easily. And um, the support that we've received thus far is amazing and so meaningful. So I really, I, I really do appreciate everything that our community has done for us. Like the responsiveness is so incredible to me.
0: I heard every dollar donation makes one BGP tier. Shit, every single dollar. <laughs> okay? So if you want to see BGP tiers, donate to us. Link in the description. Okay, if you want to get them triggered and bud hurt, because honestly, like this has this has saved us. So thank you to uh, like. Even if you like the look at this anonymous person, eighty six dollars. Wow! Thank you so much. And, yeah, it was so cool. As donate, soon
1: as I increased it, they donated enough to make it an even nineteen hundred.
0: Thank you. wow, that's like, very wow. sweet. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, guys, if you can't donate, don't feel pressure to donate, but share maybe share the fundraiser. Okay, that would really help. I'll share this video. Okay, uh, so more people will see it. OK, so or like this video so that we get more exposure to this. OK, so that's how you could help if you can't donate. But if you can't donate even a dollar, that would really help us. Again, a, a dollar goes a much longer way in India than other places. So this you, f- you might think like a dollar doesn't make that much of a difference. But that's that's what's you know, it's saving us. It's helping us stay alive. OK, we do, the legal expenses are catching up. Mm-hmm. So thank you, thank you, everyone. Um, oh wait, one thing I wanted to highlight: um, I don't think Twitter CEO being uh, from India has any impact on this. Like, I, you guys like, in Twitter CEO is not involved in such uh, s- smaller things, right? Like, I, so. Th- well, also,
1: this started way before he became way CEO. Before. Way before. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you guys are overestimating the level of involvement a CEO has in day-to-day operations. Um, yeah, I don't think we could do that, actually. No.
1: Anyways. Wait, before we go, I do have a small announcement. Small announcement. So, um, next week we have a slight change in scheduling. Small change in scheduling for the news show. Um, usually it happens on every Saturday. Well, if you're in North America, it's every Saturday. Except next week, that's Christmas. Christmas. And so I can't join um, on Christmas. But you know what I said to Armin before we started the show? I was like, well, I don't want to. Originally, we were going to skip a whole week. But I was like, I don't want to skip a whole week. So Aww. instead, what we're doing is we're pushing it one day back. So if you see it on it's- Sunday, it is now going to be on Monday. If you usually watch the show on Saturday, like I do, or while well, I'm, I'm doing it, <laughs> then it's going to be on Sunday. So next week. Expect to see us the next day, okay?
0: So two things. We don't deserve you. Like, look at, look at this. Like, this is, is Susanna not the best CEO? Oh. Not, like even <laughs> she's like, we're not gonna skip. You know, oh my God. that's also another thing. I said like you guys are overestimating how involved a, C- a CEO is on day to day operations, and Ghost Bunny corrected me. Well, the <laughs> AR CEO is very involved true true true. (laughs) very true um okay yeah that's correct okay guys thank you so much make sure you do not leave without liking this video it doesn't cost you anything and it really helps our channel grow and we do need it so please make sure you like the video um and thank you and leave a comment after the stream is over and yeah and happy holidays given that it because it makes the pope so mad. Yeah, we're just gonna yes. say happy holidays. I used cause... to say, you know, what? I used to say, I used to say Merry Christmas because it made some atheists trigger trigger some atheists. But now I'm gonna say Happy Holidays because the pope does the pope doesn't like it. Yep. Yeah, it's worth so it happy. It this year. Ho- yeah, that's worth it this year. Yeah, Happy Holidays, everyone. All right,
1: bye. Bye.